Okay, I feel like men are often called like petty or trifling or like childish, whatever, because they can't either forgive or they can't move on or they can't just have friendships with their exes, right? And I feel like Lawrence has that with Issa. It's a friendship. Yes, of course, it's a little bit awkward that his friend Issa is also friends and working with his girlfriend Condola. Yeah, for but I feel sure. like Condola really is the problem. She like drives the she brings Whoa. she makes it the thing. Lawrence doesn't make it the thing. You think Condola makes it the thing? Yeah. So when Lawrence comes into that kitchen and he says to Condola, <laughs> I feel like you're not over your ex. And Lawrence hasn't really gotten over his past relationship, or at least it seems that way to Condola. Yeah, but Condola hasn't really gotten over her past relationship either. But there's you, no Condola won't of that. Condola won't let herself ever get married again because she was married. But there's the present day issue at hand that we have not reconciled. Yes, Issa, <laughs> Issa is an issue. Issa is, is a current live action issue. I don't know if even the maturest of the mature can handle working with, becoming friends with a woman. It's a lot. Who dated it's a lot. your boyfriend for five years? It's a lot. That's a lot. Y'all talking about him, oh. telling you all the little things he does, and you laugh at them because you're like, oh, I've seen him do that too. And y'all are still having inside jokes and ha-has that I can't get in. Well, I guess we just got to wait and see what happens. Because they don't tell us nothing, y'all. They don't. We don't know. We don't know. We just show up and read. They don't <laughs> tell us nothing. On this episode, entitled Loki Thankful, while Molly family celebrates Thanksgiving together, Issa and Amal decide to do their own thing. When Lawrence joins Friendsgiving at Condola's house, the new couple breaks some rather awkward ground. Yeah, y'all. So it's me, your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. And I'm here back again to discuss this very controversial show. Mm. And I have with me today a new guy. I don't know if you guys have heard of him before. Anybody who's been listening to Carefree Black Nerd, I don't know if you'll recognize this voice. This is the relatively new person you've never heard before and uh please introduce these people for the first time <laughs> hi guys if you haven't heard if you haven't heard me on a podcast with this guy before my name is cole jackson and i do podcasts with rain i also do a podcast with my homeboy uh shogun for the government podcast uh i am a part of byk radio podcast family uh we uh are doing this i'm excited <laughs> I yeah, have some pretty yeah. good takes on this whole insecure thing. I've been waiting to get on also insecure. Man, look, I've, I've been I've been ready. So we are doing um, insecure episode three from season four. Loki, thankful. Now, before getting into any of this, everyone use that hashtag OS insecure uh, when you're live tweeting this episode, when you're watching insecure live, when you're watching it in syndication, when you're talking shit about it. <laughs> Any questions we might have, oh, answer shit. them with that hashtag and um, let these people know right up top where they can find you on Twitter if they do want to blow up your mentions with ideas and comments. Guys, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at ColeJackson12. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram at ColeJackson underscore BYK. Okay, okay, that's what's up. And me, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, of course. Now, before even touching this episode, I know you had comments about Molly from episode one of season four. So has your thoughts on Molly changed from episode one to episode three? No, um, they haven't. So I, I listened to you guys uh, when you guys started to, started the show back up uh, beginning of this year. Um, excellent, excellent podcast, by the way. I love it. So 
I had this real hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I don't know how people feel about this, but um, Molly's. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of Molly is a bit. How can I put it? She's not feeling really good about it's it's a like Issa mm-hmm. um getting new friends and moving forward in her life. Like if we if we look at the past two seasons, Molly has been the person that she's always depended on. Yeah. And now with Condola in the in, in the mix, um, you see that they're forming some type of like relationship with each other. And I don't yeah. think Molly likes that. I think that she's always liked the fact that 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 um uh, that Issa has been like a, a tear down and always depended on her, but now you yeah. know Issa's like getting her shit together, and Issa is actually making some really good connections. I mean, you know, she's actually moving forward in what she's doing, yeah. and I think that's amazing. And I don't know how I think I think that Molly is afraid to lose that with mm-hmm. with Issa. Mm-hmm. That's how I was looking at it. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree on pretty much all that shit. Uh, it feels like though Molly is 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 successful in her own right. You know, she's a black lawyer. She's um, probably I think the only one in her family, or like the most successful in her immediate family, mm-hmm. um, in that regard. Anyways, that she has always been the friend who had it all together. Even if my relationships was fucked up, I had it all together. So I think Condola is a threat to her. Um, I think more recently in this episode and a little bit of episode two, it's come out where I don't even want to say jealousy. I want to say it's more a territorial thing. Like this is my friend. Issa is my friend. She's not your friend. Mm -hmm. But I think the other thing that makes it, makes it not necessarily difficult to judge Molly, but kind of put you on her side is that she knows Issa and the shit she's been through, mm-hmm. and then to have this girl be your new friend, not only is she a new chick who is, could p- p- potentially replace Molly, so, you know, probably her head, but she also comes with all this baggage, which is your ex-boyfriend, who could have been your husband, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going off the season finale from episode, uh, from season one, like, what was it, two? Yeah, it was two, when they made up. So, like, you, you this could have been your husband. Mm-hmm. And now you friends with his girlfriend. So I, I get it. I get it. I um I think I've softened to Molly more on this episode versus I mean I still got words, but versus how I was in episode one. Yeah. I, I mean looking getting to this this point um in in the show, like we're watching their friendship break down and it's and it's crazy because um and I'm sure we'll get to it in the show, we they they sense it too. They're off. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't know where this is gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know mm-hmm. why she. I just don't get. Well, I get Molly scared to, to lose her friend. I understand that. It's sometimes you do outgrow friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens to the best of us. And I don't know if if this is a something welcomed by is by Issa, or mm-hmm. if it's a situation where. Molly's just afraid to let it, let it, let it, let her grow and go forward. Mm-hmm. Let let Issa grow and go forward because she's always been the friend that's been like, "Girl, I, I let you borrow this, or you can stay over here, yeah. or you can do these things." But like, like 
Issa's actually doing it on her own and she's trying to make headway. Like the first, like when she, the block party was a success and she got out of her shell in mm-hmm. the first episode. Well, I thought the, that was a, a, oh, I'm sorry. That was the, no, no, that was not the block party. That was like the, 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 uh, oh, the, the party. The mixer. The, the mixer. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, the mixer. She's getting out of her shell. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say we all have that friend, but I think at one point in time, either you've been that friend to a degree or you may have had a friend who, however slightly or however, I don't know, grandiosely, if that's a word, mm-hmm. kind of was used to you being in a certain space. I know this is very silly, but um, American Dad, I remember, what's the what's the son name? Is it Steve? Yeah, Steve yeah, had a friend who's the poor white dude mm-hmm. who was like, he was like, oh yeah, I'll give you money. I'll I'll let you get some Steve bucks or whatever. This nigga then came up. Him and his mama got some money, and now he like, oh, you don't need me no more. So that that's that's where it kind of puts me in a mind frame of just you know feeling afraid that you won't be needed anymore. Or right. hell, shit, even um, this is really extreme, but on uh, you spoiler alert, you from Netflix, um, season one when Homegirl had the crush on the same girl that. The nigga from you had a crush on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, no, this is my friend. So, I mean, Molly is a uh, she's an interesting character. Uh, I think what makes it more complicated for me is this timeline that we're in because this is episode three is two months before the block party, right? Oh, four, three, two, yeah, two months. And so I do like the pacing. I like that we're taking these time jumps. Um, especially for a show that usually only has eight episodes, now has ten for this season. You can cover. But it's a not lot enough. Shit, man. That, people, that, people be on on Issa, Issa, man, and I'm like, this show needs to be an hour. We need more mm-hmm. episodes. Like, mm-hmm. let it, let it do what it do. Yeah. I mean, had, you would think, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's that, that's it. I, I, I'm with you. And shit, she agreed too. Uh, yeah, let see. it do what it do. It, it, the show hasn't failed us. I, I don't think the show has failed us. I haven't had a, um, a a, a bad experience with this show uh, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the seasons. We have to wait a little bit longer than a lot of other shows, mm-hmm. but we get quality shit when we when when it comes out. Yeah, um, I agree, and I, I think some Facebook group I'm a part of. Uh, a guy just posed the question like, "How do you guys feel about?" insecure and i it's it's a mixed bag but there were people who were not upset but they weren't looking favorably on the show and their concerns were like oh it's slow or with some others i remember one girl said it didn't seem like there was any action into this third episode i was like well not to act like she's wrong because the opinion is different from mine but I feel like this lines up with a lot of the awkward black girl stuff that she had back in the early YouTube days. Right. Slightly changed because now it's, you know, on cable. But the other critique was that, no, it's very different from the awkward black girl. So I post to you, audience, using that hashtag OS Insecure. Does it feel like awkward black girl? Seasons one, two, three, or whatever. Does it feel like it's in that same spirit or not? Because with, with that critique, I'm looking at it like, okay, you could say it doesn't have that same essence, but I think by season two of Awkward Black Girl, that's when Issa had hooked up with Pharrell. So it had already been elevated 
to some degree mm-hmm. where you could see a natural transition onto cable TV. So I don't know. I just I'm biased because I was watching that show from the beginning, like 2010, 11 ish. So I'd like to know what everybody else did. You did you know about Aqua Black Girl before? I did. Okay. Does it feel the same to you? Does it feel different? Uh, to me, it feels. Uh, it's more polished. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, of course, yeah. is of course, Aqua Black Girl is a YouTube show, but that was good content. It wasn't a yeah. bad show. Um, but you can tell it's got that HBO shine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, hey, like this is polished a whole lot more. Yeah. So it feel it has it has you can feel the roots. You know where the roots are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I I, I just I think I, a lot of this stuff I blame on on binge worthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. people binge watch so much stuff, and then when you have to wait for episodic shows, and you have mm-hmm. to wait week to week, like people can't people don't can't adjust their brains back to doing that. That's why mm-hmm. I like. That's why I still like shows like this that come out. I mm-hmm. still enjoy having to wait till next week to watch the show because yeah, it gives me a lot to think about until the next episode. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have time to kind of sit back and kind of marinate, maybe watch it a second time and be like, oh, I didn't see that. Or I didn't, I, I missed that part. Like mm-hmm. binge and everything doesn't. That's not fulfilling to me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we open up. We open up with uh, a very close up shot of Lawrence, and he is. And I, you know what? I don't think this was supposed to be a secret, but I knew immediately what he was doing because I mean, who that. among us have not? Prepared for a job interview. I've done that. This nigga uh, reciting to himself, you know, his um, accolades and what he can bring to the team and whatnot. And uh, when we're pulled out of that scene, well, that that scene, that part of the episode by this loud, blaring ass iPhone alarm clock. Mm-hmm. I set several of those for myself every morning. So for me, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, how you feeling about Condola and Lawrence in this space? Like we, we open up with these niggas being the happy couple. Um, figuring after when I first seen it, I was like, oh snap! Like this is okay. I'm feeling their relationship until we get to the party part and yeah. the end of this episode. But I'm feeling it. Like I feel it. Like I think, um, I am always going to be Team Lawrence. Don't give a damn. I love team. I'm team Lawrence all the way. He is a fuckboy sometimes, but um, and Lawrence makes a uh, he has a he he says something in the show which we'll get to that I I, I loved also. But I like them. I like them together. The the, the vibes really awesome. Um, they they match together. I like how they. I don't think that that they're awkward. They have on string chemistry. To me, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what made me more confused is that, again, guys, at the time of this recording, I have not watched the last three episodes of last season. So for me... Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, shit. It, it's it, all good. I, I'll get to it, but um, I kind of don't want to watch them until close to the end of this season, only because I'm, I'm, I have the rare opportunity to be familiar with the show, mm-hmm. but, not, but have a big-ass gap of, like, plot. And then come to this with fresh eyes because I don't yeah. I don't know what the fuck these people is. So through the kind of flashbacks we get throughout the like montage opening, I felt Condola and Lawrence's relationship was more serious than apparently it is on the show. Right. So that's what fucked me up mm-hmm. when it came down to like 
oh, um, you know, I work with your ex-girlfriend or, oh, I'm going to have friends over for Thanksgiving. I was like, but isn't this, I mean, by this time I understand that Mm -hmm. they aren't as serious, but them flashbacks made me think that they had dated and now they, you know, close to being together or together for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Lawrence invites Condola out to his friends. They got a, a Hennessy chicken or Hennessy turkey and all this other, you know, light skin nigga shit. Wow. So wow, we doing that today. Okay. Look at, him, look at his friends. Okay. No, Lawrence, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, Lawrence is the dark skin friend. Okay. So okay. <laughs> so I this nigga, um, and I, I like the way this part was written because. It was very, it was like three lines worth of dialogue where it's like, you want to hang out with my friends? And she's like, well, I'm having my own Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you want me to come? And she's like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. And it didn't, to the writing and the acting's credit, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he was overstepping and I didn't feel like she was like just caving. It To me, that felt mutual, like... Oh, I, hey, you want me to come? And she was like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah I felt the same way. I felt the okay, same way. Okay, because I think that's important because later on when we actually get to the Friendsgiving, some shit come up. But in this moment, that sounds like, okay, that's nothing about that scream. You know, I, I, I felt like I had to invite you or I felt like I needed to ask, could I come? Like, it, it mm. felt... You know, genuine or whatever. That's so, what I how I looked at it too. Like I, I and then but when you watch it a second time, mm-hmm. and then after you see the episode, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like maybe yeah. he did kind of yeah. invite but, himself over. But at the same time, I think it it was coming from a good place because he's like, man, look, you don't have any family here. Do you want me to? Like, yeah, you got your friends. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if we already fucking and we've been fucking for at this point at least three months and we've made it to Thanksgiving, I think this is an interesting space to be in. And a lot of couples find themselves here just by nature of like maybe meeting in the summer or into the fall. And then you hit holiday season and it's like, oh, what's what's next? What, like, Yeah, but I mean, you have to think about um, what was what was old girl's name from season two that uh Lawrence was dating, Our, uh, and dang. the picnic with the chairs. Uh, Tasha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I think he didn't take a lot of initiative with that, with that relationship, and mm-hmm. he was there, but he kind of wasn't there. Now he, he low key. When you think about it, when you go back and look at it a second time, he kind of like Tasha now. Yeah, and I've seen that critique as well. Um, he Tasha. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, but. Uh, and I don't mean to be like riding hard for Lawrence, but I think... No, please also, do. I'm Team Lawrence all day long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all day it's long. A, team motherfucking Lawrence. Where he was still getting his shit together when he was with Ty. And not to say because you have more money, your opinion is, you know, mm. your judgment is better. Right. But I think he's in a space in his life where he's a bit more confident because when that nigga was with Issa, he couldn't get his shit together. And, you know, you're getting these constant reminders that she's doing better than you. And then you get to Tasha and then the other chick who he dated, who he worked with, that didn't work out. I think part of it is, yeah, this nigga just, he found a girl that he liked and he tried to do everything right, mm-hmm. especially with her being friends with his ex. You know, you got, I don't know, I think it's a lot at play. Um, 
and I can see the Tasha-ness in him. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to not give excuses, but I. I, just, I still feel like it was an honest. It's something that I would have done if I'm hanging out and we've been fucking all this time. And you don't got no family. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. I probably be like. Well, do you want me to? You know, come to get. I. I would have been better with communication. Period. Right. Before we got to this point. Right. But here now and. I don't know, to save myself from rambling, I still think that that was a pretty innocent invite. I, I, did, I, did, I, did, I did too. I think he was I think he was just trying to interject himself into knowing um, her people a little bit better, um, mm-hmm. wanting to make the relationship strong. And one way you do that is to most definitely, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, integrate yourself with, with people's friends. You know, that's one mm-hmm. thing. As far as like being in a relationship, on my end like if i if i introduce you to your friend to if i introduce you to my friends mm-hmm. that means that we're we're going in in a serious path i don't just let mm-hmm. anybody be around my friends like that because you know this yeah. is a, this is a circle that you're going to be around as well if we if mm-hmm. we're serious so yeah. you know that was just one of them things where I, I was looking at it like yo you know lawrence is really trying to like Make sure he put himself out there to let her mm-hmm. know, like, I'm serious about this. And I don't think there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. Now, ladies and even any, anyone, not just ladies, anybody, <laughs> if you disagree, I'd like to know why. You know, OS Insecure, let us know. You said hashtag. Um, but, yeah, they kiss. She, like, I got a friend's giving, like, whatever. Intro, then we go to two months before the blog party. Now, at this point, this again is why I'm, I'm empathizing with Lawrence. He get, and I think everybody would at this point, depending, considering we're in this quarantine shit. But he walks up to this girl, um, and this is where he works right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is his current and, job. Okay, so he's trying to get a promotion or get another position. And this is weird to me because it never came back to my knowledge. How he's talking to her, she's looking very weird. And he's like, is so-and-so here? And she was like, oh, well... We're doing some restructuring. You got to reschedule your appointment or something. I know they later said, like, there's layoffs and shit, but mm. her behavior, especially towards him, that seemed off. Or am I... Oh, I mean, she was trying to vouch for the two, the 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 the, the guys he would... She's basically trying to vouch for them without saying, yo, this shit is fucking up, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I took it as her... Like, yo, like, let me vouch for these dudes because they're gone. But at this point in time, we Lawrence doesn't know that they're doing layoffs. You get what I'm saying? Like, he don't know that they're restructuring. Like, and then he finds out the restructure. He, she basically is just like, she's basically like, uh, yeah, they're, they're in a meeting or they're doing something right now. And then later on, he gets the news that they're restructuring. It is one of them things where she was just being a secretary trying to hold secrets. That's all. Mm Okay, well then I'm I'm okay with that. It's that just didn't rewrite to me. And uh, she was just she was just white people. That's all. Oh well, there you go. There you go. She's well, trying to keep job, it from being an angry black man. <laughs> man, uh, yeah, she she was weird. Now we go directly from there into the car ride with uh, light skin friend number one. Right. And His name is Chad. Goddamn. That number one. So, Man, Chad. come on, Chad is an important part of this. He's been in all three seasons. Do mm-hmm. not dismiss Chad, please. Yeah, no, you're right. 
Uh, yeah, I like him. I like the the difference. They are. It's a stark contrast between the two of them. Personality, body wise, profession, all that. And they have a conversation about the haves and the have nots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> talking about he he's hard to sell a house. Apparently, he's a realtor. Um, I, this whole scene was. It was a lot, man. <laughs> right. He was he he uh they go into having a conversation about um something the something plays notebook. I can't remember the movie. Silver with, Linings. Yeah, Silver Linings notebook. They have yeah. this and he integrates while they're talking about that, which he was saying Bradley Cooper done fell off. But while they're having this conversation, he's like, Yeah, man, I ain't sold a house in like oh this many amount of months and I done fell off and shit. I'm about to be fucked up. That movie was bad, by the way. Like Brady Cooper could have did better and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they go, they have this back and forth, and he's like, well, "Why are you buy a new Range Rover?" And he was just like, <laughs> "I gotta keep, <laughs> I gotta keep up, uh, gotta okay. keep these fronts going, man. I gotta, I gotta make people know, especially for for Lauren, which is his fiance, if I'm not mistaken, still. And we ain't seen her, or did we see her? That's last the season? joke. Uh, uh-uh, that's the joke. We won't, we we won't. That's the running joke. We're not like, going to see her. Is this from Frasier? Is this fucking... <laughs> I, this love uh, I love it. I love it. Big Shirley. Is this... Yes. Like, oh. I love when they do... I love when shows do that. I love it when shows do that. That is the funniest shit ever. We're not right. going to see her, and that is awesome. I could. I don't ever want to see her. When the show <laughs> ends, I still don't want to see her. Um, yeah, that's smart, though. That's You, you got a, a whole nother character, but you ain't paying nobody. Right. Uh, it's shit. hilarious. I don't ever want to see her too, but they probably surprised when the show ends. But yeah, they have this back and forth, and he's like, "Yo, man, Lawrence, you gotta act like you got some money now, man." You, he was like, he, br- okay, this is what I was gonna bring up. Lawrence mm-hmm. brought up the point. He's like, it's always one thing that's I never have two yeah. th- things on the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's either relationship, no job, either the job is there, and the relationship ain't there. If it's the relationship money. and something else, money ain't there. Something's always off, man. And he's like, I'm tired. He's like, I want to move up. I want a promotion. I don't want to stay stagnant. Um, yeah. I'm looking at that, and this is my observation. Could be wrong. But he's trying to... I think he likes Condola uh, enough to be like, yo, I don't want to lose her like I lost Issa. Issa. And every other girl he'd been Issa. doing on this show. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Issa, I don't want to lose her like I lose, lost Issa. Like, mm. he wants everything to, he wants to continue to grow. And you know what I'm saying? He want to, yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. But he brought mm. that point up and I thought that was like relevant because he's right. If you watch the, the last few seasons, like season two, he went through his whole phase. He was fucking mm. everybody. He was fucking a lot. Season mm-hmm. two. So I'm looking at him as like, yo, I'm trying to take this serious. She's a good girl. I want to be with this woman. Whoop de whoop. You know what I'm saying? And and that was my interpretation of, of what he said. Um, yeah. I, how'd you look at the conversation? Um, I, I got that, but I got that later on. Actually, after the show, when I sat with it, I was like, okay, I can see how Condola. I think initially she was a, a good girl. When I say good girl, I mean like for him, this was like, oh, I got I, there's this is a catch. This is somebody who I can build with and be with. Right. But looking at his behavior, it almost looks like he is continuing his Issa relationship through Condola. Like all the shit that he couldn't do because he didn't have the money or because his idea didn't take off or be, it, for whatever whatever reason, it feels like this is season one, Lawrence. 
finally able in a position to do the shit that him and Issa have been talking about all this time, but because of their history, he clearly can't do it with her. So you're doing this with this surrogate. Now I'm not I'm not doubting that he likes the girl. Well, but he, he made a point that she's not like that. He, you remember he, um, um, Chad was like, man, he was like, you riding around in his little, oh, yeah. little Jaguar, and he was like, she's not that type of chick, man. Like she don't care about that. And he was like, we can, we can grow, we can grow together. Um, I feel where you coming from. I feel like Lawrence has grown though. I think he, I think he's, he's more. I think he's grown a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like him this season. I mean, he's done some shit that I. Okay, let's stop right here. Go back to episode two. Um. When he reached out to Issa, it was like, hey, man, um, you know, we cool, but I would like Kanona to learn about things about me from me. What did you think about that? That him That's, reaching out there? I think that that was good. I, I, he he earned that. I don't wow. you wow. don't feel like it's it's not you don't think it's fair for her to learn things through a, a relationship, through their relationship instead of learning things through secondhand talk and then you have to you have to talk you have to talk to why that was you know what i'm saying like i don't think that's fair i don't want my girl current girlfriend going to my ex-girlfriend about situations like we need to learn this to i'm i'm not going to her ex and be like hey man give me a spill but you're also not friends with her ex or in a relate or in a situation that forces you to be around her ex so I'm I'm kind of torn with it because I feel like, like you said, I think that's something that I think is reasonable. But at the same time, with again me not having seen the last three episodes of last season, just in case something unfolded there, based off of what I see, I think that there was a better way to go at that. I think it's just like, and this is an extreme version. But if two girls is fighting over one dude and they fighting each other when he's the problem, I feel like with him it would have I think been more beneficial for you to have that type of conversation with Condola or if you and Issa were gonna have that conversation, have that come up more naturally. I I don't know what other way it could have been done, but I don't feel like him reaching out to her saying, Hey, let's just have this her learn shit from me because again, do you think she's gonna be vindictive like, yeah girl, he cheated on me all these times and you know, he fucked up like my thing is, after that conversation was said, you then tell her, okay, don't tell Condola that we met. So now it's but, but that that person's version of what happened and your version of what happened or what's going on are two different things. Like you're not gonna be on the same page with somebody you used to date. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. their recount of things is might be and and. Uh, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of if I'm in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. like uh, if or is this gonna be? It's organic if we if you learn, if we learn about each other through each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I also feel like, and this may be me speaking to a very specific experience because in a um, queer situation, no matter what city you're in. More times than not, the six degrees of separation becomes three degrees of separation. Okay. And I bring that up only because, and I'm sure it's like that with most people, but that's I'm talking about the specific community that I inhabit mm-hmm. where I can be dating you and then have a friend 
and that friend used to date you or knew you back in the day. So I feel like there is there's no way to cut off the entire world from shit that you might learn uh, about the person that you're dating. And, and I'm coming to it with that specific mindset is that there's always been a smaller pool where I could say, oh, my friend Kevin, he's dating Thomas, but damn, Thomas looks familiar. Look at the, I don't know, Facebook. Oh, this nigga, when he was skinny, we both was at Morehouse back in the day. That was my roommate's friend. Like, it's, it's the pool is so much smaller that I, I might not have nothing negative to say, but I'm like, damn, man, you know, he used to work out a lot. And now you're looking at him like, oh, well, shit, he is a bit bigger. So what's that about? So I, I say all that to say, I think him having access to Issa does, I think, warrant him some type of, um, to be able to have that conversation, but the way he went about it, off of some fries, <laughs> I get being kind of nervous, like, oh, shit, my ex and my, my new girl, they cool or whatever, but you met this girl at Issa's good friend's baby shower. Right. You know, so there, and then you're in L.A. Like, I've never lived in L.A., but every web series I've seen and every podcast I've listened to about any black or person of color in L.A., it's always like L.A. is small. Everybody know each other. So for me, I'm like, <laughs> nigga, this is bound to happen. So, well, I mean, depending on where you live in L.A., man, L.A. is like four counties big. But depending on where you live, you're going to know so-and-so, so-and-so. Y'all going to be in – sometimes you're going to be in the same circles regardless. Right. I don't know so, a lot uh, about L.A. I just know a little bit about L.A. So Yeah. I mean, but again, so just because she happened to be working with Issa, like you – I don't know. I just – I still feel like – I feel like that conversation could have been had, but I think I don't know. I just I think I think he may have did too much in the way he approached the conversation versus if they had a bumped into each other at the supermarket or you know because I think you clearly have access to her. Y'all can call each other whenever you want. You did it like twice or two or three times that episode. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, coming Team back. Horns. The present day, which is actually the past and continuity. Um, <laughs> we in the car with Chad. He talking shit. You got to keep up with the Joneses. Lawrence is really not feeling a lot of shit that he's saying, of course, because Chad is very extreme compared to him. Then we go on to Issa being at this, I don't know, restaurant. Yeah, it's like it's probably like a little shop, little coffee shop. Little, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the um, name shop? And Lawrence walks in. And, you know, she's on her computer in a very interesting outfit. I don't know. Um, and she's you didn't like the outfit? It's, it's she, you, She's exchanging outfits right now, okay? She's trying to. So that might have been a bad one. She's going to exchange oh, it. Yeah, yeah, no, anyway. no. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, do, do your thing. You know, uh, gonna be smart fashion. But that little missing piece of that shoulder was, it was different. Um, you know, but I think she looks good in Damn near everything she wears. But just like they bumped into each other here, who's to say you wouldn't have did that somewhere else? I don't know. Um, I so mean, I was, well, she literally well, said, I hate to take your spot, uh, Condola, because that's the spot Condola frequents. Yeah. So yes, it sure is. Right. Um, so they hug, and like, you know, it was like, whatever show she's watching, it's not looking for Latoya. Latoya this is, is a different finding show. something. I forgot what it was. Like Ronald, something with an R. What did he say? This is, um, they hugged. She said, hey, what's up? Um, damn, what did he say? Finding K-Wan. Yeah. 
Which is like, <laughs> it's like they just got a bunch of finding people shows this season. I mean, I okay, find the K one. So looking for the toy, you find the K one. Um, <laughs> he was like, spoiler alert, they find it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's what we doing. We we spoiling stuff now. It's like, oh, you know, coming to America, they uh, went back and loaded up the thing. Like they had this cute banter where. This is what I like about Issa and her writing. It was it was a lot back and forth. So then Lawrence trying to one up her says, "Well, you know, um, set it off, they everybody." All, and and then he like, stopped because that was like died. real dark. Yeah. But it was funny. He was like, "Well, everybody died except Jada." This is why I like Issa Rae's shit. So they're having this conversation. As soon as he says everyone died except Jada. Condola pops up and she's like, Jada died? He's like, yeah. I mean, no. On the, like, I don't know what it is, but that little exchange, like, we didn't know Condola was with him at this point. So her popping up, damn near was like a jump scare. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but that happened. So, like you said, um, Issa's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry to get spot, whatever. <sighs> They're on a date, but give me some no some. I mean I don't think they were on it I think they were supposed to meet up there it uh Issa said yo I'm sorry to take your spot and then she seen that they were about to hook up and like and hang out and she she took it upon herself to be like I don't want to be around this because it's it is people have to understand this situation is like people like it doesn't have to be weird like it is weird. You're going to feel awkward to be around your ex with a new person that they're dating. Don't give a fuck who you are. Yes, you're going to get past. It's like, well, that's my ex. They're my ex. I'm like, I get that. But at the end of the day, it is an awkward feeling. You don't want to. They hadn't, it hadn't been that long since they broke up. And they had a five-year relationship, people. Like, understand they had a five-year relationship. You don't push five years out of your life like that easy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, um, my issue is the time. So we're technically in continuity. We are still in 2018 in this show. Mm-hmm. So we come off Beachella onto the summer fall of 18. Season two, they made up. It was like, you know, of course, we ain't going to be together. But was that season one? And then season two, he was with the mother chief. Either way, I'm just trying to get, because him popping up at that damn bodega or whatever at, at Coachella was like a big deal. Yeah, we didn't think we was going to see him ever again. Mm-hmm. Ep- season two started the first, what, four episodes without yeah. Lawrence? And the show was bland to me. I'm like, where's the pepper? Put some season mm-hmm. in this. I don't ah. need all of this shit. Like, I love yeah. it, but... Lawrence, I like Lawrence. We and I felt like they made us feel like we was never gonna see Lawrence again. And I t- and I and I kid you not, when Lawrence popped up in that in that store, I I screamed. I was like, oh my god, yeah, Lawrence, because they didn't even have him on the cast. Like if you go back, they he wasn't even on the cast notes. He wasn't even on the part of the cast for season two. And then they really yeah. made us believe like we had we was never gonna see Lawrence again. Which is good. That's what shows should do. Yeah. That's, and, I hate what, and, well, and I hated Daniel, by the way. I didn't I don't like Daniel. He's he ain't shit. Anyway. Oh it's cause he's dark skinned. Okay. No, I just, <laughs> Lawrence is no, dark skinned. 
Um, yeah. But this whole situation was awkward. I like how it's a got into her awkward bag and was like, well, all right, guys, I'll just get up and, uh, oh, I ordered food to go. <laughs> and then he was like, it's for here. And she was like, but Black I loved, <laughs> I love this scene. Um, I, I, I enjoy uh, Issa being awkward. I enjoy those moments that she has. She looked at him and was like, yo, like, you know, they together. But I, I think that she's, I think that, that she, she didn't expect for them niggas to just pop up like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. She was having yeah. a good time watching Filing So and So. Mm-hmm. Latoya, yeah. No, not and Latoya. Jay Fyling, yeah, Filing Jay K- Kwan. K Kwan. K Kwan. Yeah. Um, made sense though. I would I would have yeah. left too. I didn't want to be around <laughs> there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I probably would have as well. Um. I, I'm I'm still in the camp that this doesn't have to be awkward. I know that it is, and there's it time. I think time is the thing that has to make this easier. Much like with everything else, you don't become a pro at basketball overnight. You need time of practice. So, but that situation to me was fine being awkward. Other situations they've been in, I'm like, man, this ain't gotta be. But whatever, I'm gonna leave it there. But it's but it's uh-huh. okay. People keep saying that. But if you've watched the the if you watch the show from season from the very beginning, mm-hmm. we know it's going to be because of who for, because of who Issa is. Mm-hmm. You oh, get what I'm sure. saying? We're like it, it, everybody's like it doesn't have to be, but that's that's the stick. That's her gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Awkward mm-hmm. shit. Like everybody's like it doesn't have to be. Like no, that's who Issa is. Like yeah, that's what it is. Awkward as fuck. Yeah. Yes. So she runs out with a whole fucking like wooden board full of food <laughs> oh that is funny um so she leaves and then we go i don't know i guess this is like maybe a day or so later and she's in the supermarket watching kelly snaps um hey y'all count down to thanksgiving y'all oh my god waiting on her aunties yeah i don't like the way kelly is portrayed so far um not portrayed the no, yeah, yes, to an extent. Um, I feel like there could be more done with her. And I also understand this is a, a this is an ensemble cast. So I'm not it's not lost on me that there's a lot of goddamn people to move around, but I feel like with her you could do a bit more. So mm-hmm. let me just say this. I think Kelly got a lot more shine in season two. I've okay. always enjoyed the fact that we don't get a lot of Kelly because when we do get a lot of her, it be so outlandish. <laughs> it's so crazy that you be like, wait, hold the fuck on. I like huh. when I, they sprinkle her in and that's what makes me enjoy that character. Like, mm-hmm. like Kelly, I can, you can't go a whole episode with just Kelly shit. You can't. You cannot. Kelly is crazy. I want to see this Thanksgiving. (laughs) No, no, you want to see the snaps. The snaps is what we don't know how they got to the point of they arm wrestling. We don't know that. We don't know how drunk Kelly is. (laughs) Kelly, Kelly drunk as fuck right now too. That's what makes that character so wonderful to me. We don't even know how we got there, but we know we there. And Mm -hmm. she is, she is, she is riding down with whatever she doing. If you need I'm me to sleep close. with so and so, you want me to sleep with him, girl? I do. Yeah, right. That white man, that old white man. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, I, I hear you, and I think that there's some there's something to that. But 
I'm still. I said we necessarily need a Kelly show, which would be nice. Um, but I just think, you know. But then, at the same time, I feel like Tiffany. I don't know. Tiffany was never to me like a main character. To me, I, and I said it before. I said it again. Her without her husband and him without her, they don't work for me. I don't like just seeing Tiffany or just seeing yeah. Derek. I don't. Yeah. I need to see y'all together because y'all are boring. Um, they're they're uppity black people. Yeah, and, and but yeah, I like them better when they're together because they they are um they're hilarious. So they are, they are. But we uh we waiting for the Anies, and uh so then we have Molly and Issa there shopping, and they're getting like a bunch of avocados and shit, and talk about Thanksgiving. And Molly's gonna make her famous seven layer dip. So she yeah, needs about which, twelve avocados. It's a lot. You but know. I but I avocado don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my humor. That is my humor. That was funny to me. Yes, <laughs> I loved it. Um, I think Molly is very. Oh, I don't know how to say it. Um, she's very. I want to say relaxed because that's not the word. Um, and I don't want to say down like she's just a negative person, but she seems very almost defeated this season. Um, it's a lot happening. She likes yeah. this guy. Um, he was like, I thought we were just dating. And then the she's trying to flip that around. Like she's she's trying not to lose, I think. Like mm-hmm. her clearly her and Issa's relationship is 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 something's going on there. She doesn't want to mess up this relationship with um Chad. No, wait, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um she just got off of some crazy shit with Dro, which I don't know how y'all people don't really understand, too. A lot of people don't really get. Like, yeah, the whole situation was Dro, with Dro was crazy. But mm-hmm. y'all have to remember, too, they were childhood friends, and she lost her friend from off of that, too. Like, she lost her friend off of that. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of hurt as well. They were childhood friends. Like, that's mm-hmm. a lot to lose. Alejandro, yeah. Um, Even though Dro wasn't shit, because I really don't think Dro was shit. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mean to let me say this then? Let me ask you then, Rain. You really believe that Dro's wife was 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 down for this? They never addressed it, and that's why I say yeah, because I'm putting my excitedness about seeing a non-traditional relationship through black and people of color on screen. I feel like. And that, ugh, this is gonna, okay, I feel as if if it wasn't and you're in this space, you're to blame just as much as he is. So I don't that doesn't negate the hurt because like you said, you lost a childhood friend and whatever relationship y'all had. That regardless. Oh wait, the, hold on. It still happened. Hold on, hmm? hold on. You gotta watch the last three episodes. Okay, okay. You gotta watch the last Fair. three episodes. Let me. Fair. I'm not gonna bring. Let me take that off the table. Fair. Take that off the yep. table. You gotta watch the last three episodes. You need to okay, watch the fair. last three episodes of season two. And so then with that we'll being take, said, we'll I'm gonna make an active effort to watch those three before this week is up. Before the next um episode of Also oh Insecure comes out, I will have watched those three. So yeah, we can couch that and revisit it. But uh, up until up until episode five of season three, with all the knowledge I have, I'm going with yes. Okay. Um I don't know. I, I think 
we, we really, honestly, we really don't know what's going on with with Molly though. Mm-hmm. Like something's there, but we don't know what it is. I mean, <laughs> other than uh, the only thing I can see is her not really understanding uh, uh, this whole new Issa because this is a new Issa yeah. uh, as well, and and mm-hmm. I think Molly's kind of like she needs me i need her we need each other but she's mm-hmm. growing she's growing without me and mm-hmm. i i don't know how to deal she don't know how how to deal with with isa growing without her that's how i'm looking at it yeah um because she's no, no, she taking shots man like for real well they they both are but i will say i think isa's shots are more in response to molly's attitude and the shit she said because i don't I don't think any of the initial back and forth that we've gotten have started off because of Issa. It's always been some shit that Molly has said. Um, I think in this space, Issa may have said something first because it was about um, should Molly invite Andrew over for Thanksgiving, and she was like, "You gonna what she said? She said don't, don't go back Molly. to the don't go back to the old Molly because you gonna you gonna mess this whole thing up. Don't do old Molly. Yeah, um, which and, I don't think that was. I think I took that as like they joke like that though. Are they yeah, used it, to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And then Molly is a bit more sensitive or more, yeah, I'll just say sensitive for lack of a better term right now. Um, and then and they have this epiphany like we aren't in a good space. What the fuck is going on with us? Mm-hmm. You know, because we snapping at each other. We gotta do better. And Issa or one of them, somebody said, well. Let's do it around Thanksgiving when we eat pie. And I was like, Issa, Issa said, Issa was like, you want to just talk about this? She's like, we need to talk about this. But you want to talk about it at Thanksgiving? And she was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it then when we eat pie. And, and I think that would would have been to soften the blow. I was like, but y'all happening. are already together. Talk this shit out right now. Yeah, already- but she, she literally said, well, I got to do this. And Molly was like, well, I got something I got to do too. You get what I'm saying? Like, she had to meet... Um, Issa had to meet with a, a a sponsor or something like that, and, and Molly yeah. has they had they have they're doing things, so it's like, I, yeah, do you want the show like, to go forward? Do you? Yeah, do, uh, look, like, man, we need we need a few right now. Fuck that! You don't want them to not be friends anymore, do you? I mean, I, I don't even fuck what they do at this point. You motherfuckers is making each other miserable. Just hang it up, flat screen, goddamn. I think I we're. I think. Eh. Hate to bring these cold, crazy predictions over here, but I think we're gonna find. I think we're gonna find some something crazy out about about Molly. Like I think something major is happening in Molly's life that we they haven't exposed yet, and I think something that would be interesting. That I would think, be interesting. I, I didn't even think of that. Um, I, I think it's something that nobody she hadn't told anybody about, or nobody knows about. Something big is happening in her life that we they probably it's got to be, especially if they if it's ten episodes. This this mm-hmm. season, something major has happened in her life, or something major has went down. Yeah, um, for this to to for this to be the way it is, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm, well, we gonna we gonna see. And I, who I is she talking to? What do you mean? Who is Issa talking to? But episode one, who is she talking to? Yeah, about? I thought Condola, but you know that might be a misdirection mm-hmm. because it's a girl's voice, and then the next thing we see is her and Condola. You know, kicking it and kicking it heavy. So, I'm thinking in my head it first went to Condola, but I've watched enough shows and enough web series and indie shows to be like, mm, this could be some misdirection. It could be somebody else. Like, 
it could be a random girl. It could be homegirl, which um, no, it's not. But the girl who lived in her apartment building, the the real ratchet one, which again, it's not. But it could be anybody at this point. But my mind went to Condola, or maybe it's Latoya. I don't know. We're looking for her. We're trying to find her. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get uh, smooth operator Lawrence with this silk shirt coming in talking about. What say? I got Gob- two. I got gobble. bottles. Gobble gobble. I got bottles. This nigga is corny. <laughs> I love but Lawrence, you know, man. whatever. That shirt was terrible though. Mm, they had a lot going on. That shit looked like a pillow that from Cindy Crawford collection. Sure is. I used to work for. <laughs> I used to work for Rooms to Go. They used to have pillows that looked just like that. Yeah, his outfit is Rooms to Go. Goddamn it. Uh, and Condola sitting up here looking like Annalise Keating with this damn turtleneck sleeveless. That shit looked dress. horrible. That wasn't a dress. Those were shorts. Are, those were shorts on the. Uh, if you watched it to the end, those were like shorts that she had on or tights or something under that. That's a romper. Oh, oh, I don't. I, I mean, whatever, it, dude. She looked like a nun, a slutty nun. A slutty nun. <laughs> so she's talking about the um. The plumber, you know, he didn't fuck around and canceled on her. He was like, oh, you got, what do you say? Problems, problems, some shit. And he did not fix her leak. And so Lawrence like, man, I could do that shit. That's nothing. And then he YouTubes. I don't know. What's this Lawrence nigga? didn't do that. Lawrence was like, hey, you got to, come on now. You know the character. Hey, you know, I could try to, I could try to, I think I can, I think I can fix this. I can fix this for you. I think I can fix this for you. And she was like, yeah. for real? And she was like, yeah, yeah, let me let me try. Let me try to fix this for you. Come on now. Don't do don't don't do Lawrence now. Don't do Lawrence. Mm, and yeah. then he he goes to YouTube. <laughs> he gets he tries to do this YouTube university. This nigga with his new clean white forces and his damn Missy Elliott cool off tracksuit. He's like, I'm gonna teach you how to lay that pipe. Like they do the silliest shit on this show. This man is overtly sexual in describing how to fix a leaky pipe. It's, it's hilarious and it's good. Yeah, so Lawrence looks at that and the assumption is that he's gone and he's you know followed the steps and now he's fixed the leaky faucet. Mind Which, you, oh wait, one thing we mm-hmm. forgot to mention, this is Thanksgiving. We, we've moved to Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving Day. And Tiffany's still pregnant, y'all. So yeah, um, Thanksgiving... And after that, we go, I mean, I'm still pregnant. We go to Molly, who she shows up at um, her parents' house. And she's watching the snaps of Tiffany and Derek, which. Oh, wait. One thing that we didn't bring up, too, we, which was important in the uh, in the supermarket scene. Uh, they do bring up the situation between Molly and her dad. Like, this is carryover yeah. from. Was that season two? Yeah. yeah, season two. So we find out that, that Molly still has a problem with her father. Go ahead. I'm Which, sorry. Oh, girl. Uh, I'm, I'm, it, oh, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, she has a problem. And so uh, we go to the parents' house. Derek and Tiffany, they were actually, as corny as they were, they were entertaining to watch via Snap. Like, I would not have wanted to watch this stuff. <laughs> on screen. Like I don't need this taking up space. Um yeah, so they being silly or whatever, married couple. And Molly walks in, kisses her mom, who looks a lot like Alfred Woodard. And you know, she's talking about, yeah, that booty that running out family, what you eating over there? And mom's like, Oh, you can just say I've got fat, you ain't gotta say what I don't know. A bunch of shit that I, I can't relate. Right. Um 
but yeah, so so they're talking, have this loving exchange. Her little brother comes in with his pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> He, she said, "You still got three more months, and you can, you can leave." Everybody keeps saying that. <laughs> yes. Um, what she say? She was like, "I can't wait to wait this, wait, taste this seven layer dip because me and the baby are hungry." And she was like, "Oh, yeah. okay. We you got hungry three more months to jump ship." Oh my god. Oh yeah. So there's that. Uh, and then as soon as that happens, Dad walks right in with some Snapple. Which I think is one of the nastiest flavors. I don't think it was Snapple Apple. Anyways, um, he's like, yeah, I can, you know, I got your favorite. It's peach. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm laying off sugar. And you can see you can, you can can see the tension there. Man. And I feel like her dad didn't catch it. Like, I mean, I'm sure as a dad, he probably knows. He don't care. Yeah. And why the fuck would you? Mm-hmm. He explained He explained himself. He explained the situation. He, he And he tried to make it right. And his mom, his, his, his wife said i'm hey you did what you did we're good we fine we fixed it mm-hmm. and molly can't handle that and i, I think that kind of goes back to molly and her relationships i think she feels like she blames i think she blames a lot of that on how her relationships are are usually going on that type but of stuff her, i mean well everything you know the decisions we make as adults are part of the trauma and the good times from when we were kids so i get that but molly man come grow the fuck up like i i get the initial shock of like damn my dad cheated on my mama and maybe again because i'm a guy i don't know i don't want to put it as a a gender thing but i wouldn't give a fuck like you ain't beating my mama she ain't beating you y'all in a good space there's some shit that happened before i was born or when i was a damn kid so i should have been the kid's place anyways it is what it is like i don't i would probably be like i can't believe you did that but shit people are people you know the shit happens um, I don't know. That's why her being upset with him still is just like, man, why are you ever going to get tired of being disappointed and upset at stuff? Like, yeah, well, you got to think though. Well, they bring it up in the, and they, uh, we can go dig deeper when we get to that part in the, in the show. Okay. All right. So then big brother or oh, Molly is the oldest or is she the middle kid? Do you know? I think she's the middle child. Okay, so Big Brother come up, he talks some shit, and then we go over to, which is visibly a different part of uh, California. So where Molly's parents is, they have a relatively big house. It looks, some of the, like the kitchen looks kind of old to me. Yeah. Not, that's not a, a, a dig at it. It just looks like an older home. Um, like maybe that hasn't been remodeled, but it is a nice home. We go to Issa's mama's neighborhood, they and it looks Inglewood. very much boys in the hood. Yeah, they in the hood. They in Inglewood. And that's so Inglewood, interesting Inglewood. saying that because for me, growing up in the Midwest, when you say hood, this looks clean. This looks pretty. I mean, that I mean, ain't I'm, that ain't the projects. Like you got yeah, hood, but, but you, you got like projects. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, and that's why even side note, as a kid watching Boys in the Hood as a little kid and having my cousins, my older cousins, like, oh yeah, they in the hood. I'm like, what hood is that? Because that is a beautiful neighborhood with a green lawn, and they was like, no. This is the, I'm like, it no, looks like that because it's California, nigga. <laughs> Get I'm growing up in the Midwest. When it fucking snows, it fucking snows. When it rains, nigga, it floods. So like, I was like, this is beautiful. What do you mean? It's like, no, this is the, that's the hood. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, no, nigga, this it is looks like that because that's Cali, nigga. Like that's 
Cali got sunshine, nigga. Well, That's it. Never rains in Southern yeah. Inglewood. No, I just, <laughs> <laughs> That shit, so y'all let yeah. that shit fool you. <laughs> that's you that mean? shit is poor and terrible, probably. Oh, well, man. not no, nah, that's probably more like a middle class, like lower middle class, like middle class neighborhood and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the it's, hood. It's, though. it's a nice look, but it's like little subtle things, like some of the gates, wooden gates that they don't look as not, they don't look as as secure as good. It's just little things that. To me, watching, I can see, oh, I can visibly see the difference in between these neighborhoods. This ain't a terrible neighborhood. But um, that, but Molly's, they they grew up pretty much the same way. Like, they didn't, Molly didn't have, like, a, a they was, she was still middle class and yeah, they were still oh, sure. in the hood. It's, it's not, Molly, for sure, is probably, her and Tiffany are the more well-off characters on the show, as far as the cast. Um, but, yeah, I could just see the difference. Um Amal and Issa are horrible people, <laughs> bro. Shit, they don't like. They don't want to hang out with their step siblings, and siblings, I can't blame yes. them. No, so they're walking to their mom's house, and they're talking shit or whatever, and then they see an ambulance, and so they take off running. They're like, "Oh like, shit!" Maybe I say seven, eight steps. Then they realize that it's Stanley, their mom's boyfriend. And they're like, "Ah, yeah, it's just Stanley. It's just like, Stanley." Y'all suck, man. How is Wendy Raquel Robinson they mama? I just well, see her and boy bye. I just see her and boy bye. That, Come on that, now. That, well, I mean, she has the age because Issa is like, maybe a few years older than me. And Wendy is what? Well, into like her mid 40s, right? Like maybe late 40, 51, 2. I don't know. I just seen them boy bye. And I was like, there's no <laughs> way she'd be playing her mom. Yes, I can see that. I, can see I can't. That. I, well, I guess I can if we're in the baby boy universe, then yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Wendy Raquel Robinson had, they were probably about 16, 17 years old, mm-hmm. maybe even 18. Okay, I can see that. This nigga, okay, but yeah, no, same. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jody them stayed like three blocks Around down. Yeah, yeah. The baby boy universe. This show do exist. <laughs> baby boy, boys in the hood, um, insecure. Um, Jody Gill probably stay right, like probably like maybe like a few. The wood that was in that was in L.A. Right, the wood. Mm-hmm. Yep, all them niggas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where's Stacy at? So <laughs> Stacey, they running. Stacy in a wheelchair. It ain't their mama, so they chill. I was just Stanley. So he slipped on some <laughs> gravy, nigga. <laughs> this man, yes, slipped on gravy and twisted his uh, ankle or some shit. She said, "Thank God," but it could have been worse. Thank Jesus, whatever. So while this nigga is being loaded into the damn ambulance, he talking about. <laughs> Did I tell you about that time I lost my hearing and it came back stronger? stronger. Like what the. And that's one of the critiques that Amal and Issa have is like this nigga got stories for every fucking thing and they're horrible. Um, yeah, so she's like, "Hey man, stay here, have Thanksgiving with the twins, and you know I'll be back as soon as possible." These niggas talking about we don't fuck with adult twins. That was that, that was hilarious. I don't fuck with me neither. She's like, oh, "I don't either. I don't either. I don't either." That was twins? that was amazing. <laughs> What kind of that was amazing, and I thought that was. I hate and them, fam. She was they like, "Y'all." Deep. She was like, "You guys stay for dinner," and they was like, "Nah, we good." Yeah, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. So that happens. Then we move right over to Friendsgiving. 
So we at Condola's house. Oh, eat her what, ma'am? What? Her friends are so lame to me. Why are they lame? They were so they was making fun of the man's shirt to his face, which I get. Um, they had like the dude who spoke. I forgot what language he was speaking. French? Yeah, mm, I don't like to hang around niggas who speak French. What? They 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 low key talking bad about my black ass. That's Shut all right. Fuck. I know they talking about me, just like they were talking about Lawrence. That doesn't oh make God. you uncomfortable. Okay, a a so... black person speaking French in front of you and be, and they everybody laughing. No, nigga, you talking bad about me. Well, fuck that okay. shit. Okay, I'll I, I give you that. Okay, well, we got a, a sharply dressed lesbian couple, um, varying uh, skin tones. And then we have the dark skinned Frenchman, he's black, mm. and then his girl Talk, she like talking, Armenian? talking, talking bad. So, what his girlfriend is she like Armenian? Does she look Mexican? Ah, uh, like, she's something that ain't white and ain't she's black. Not white, but she's very like. She's very of color, but very paperback test girl. Wow. Um, wow. And then we got. There we go. <laughs> look at, here on. we go. Come on. Haven't you been locked up in quarantine long enough to stop the fucking. Stop your colorism. Could you stop the colorism for 10 colorism? seconds of your life? Yo. Jesus Christ. Uh, Rain. Stop Rachel the colorism Ray. for a little bit. This nigga is with Rachel Ray. And. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, so, you know, I think I like the differences that we get in. They, they, they're unique looking. They're very different from the regular cast. I love when, and, um, I'm sorry. Last thing no, I got to no. say, I have to applaud this show for always being, the variety on the show is so good. I, I love mm. that they do that. I love that because this has been, they've always been like this. And I, I, yeah. I applaud this show for doing that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. when they do I shit mean, like that. Even with the lesbian couple, I mean, there's re- representation there, but then you got the more, uh, what you would consider, I guess, more butch one, which really she's not. She's just wearing like a suit. Then you got this very deep, dark skinned woman with this, like, kind of Maxine Shaw meets Carol's daughter product type of thing. And then you got Carol's the French dude. I mean, Carol's just, daughter. You know that damn. Uh, Carol's that daughter? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, who the fuck is Carol's daughter? You know, it's the beauty products for black women, and I think like Jada Pinkett was tied to it at one point. Carol's Bro, daughter. look up the Carol's daughter ass. You will see that girl look like she's in one Carol's of them. Carol's daughter, get out of here, <laughs> listeners. Use that hashtag OS. Carol, use you know Carol's, Carol's daughter. Bro, <laughs> don't try to fucking play me, nigga. That's Carol. the thing. Carol's daughter. You could have used somebody re- relevant like Tabitha Brown or somebody. <laughs> Honestly, these is Tabitha Brown's little nieces or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got like so like that. You know that's this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. I love you, Tabitha shirt. Brown. I love you. She made <laughs> carrot bacon, goddamn. Bruh. Carrot oh, bacon, shit. Tabitha Brown. Go ahead, girl. That um, woman. She is a saint. She is something, yeah. Um, we go back to Molly's folks and her nephew. Well, hold on. They wait. We we have a we have a real quick conversation. One conversation we have with, um, well, this might have happened after Molly's stuff, but it was a conversation between friends. Like he makes this joke. What joke did uh Lawrence make? And everybody was like, mm. 
And he was Spike like, Lee. That she's a Spike Lee. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. Got it. Got to show up for a Condola's joint. And he was like, "Yeah, she's the Spike Lee of like uh Thanksgiving. party Thanksgiving." Yeah. And I was like, "Everybody was like, uh. <laughs> now they laughed. They laughed. At they that. was mocking him the whole time. I didn't get that. They were you, mocking that's him. Like, that's how I took it. They were mocking this boy. And then they have a whole little conversation. He has a whole conversation with one of her friends about, "Oh, I'm in IT too." And he was like, "Where do you work?" And I work here. And he was like. Uh, she just I do IT for such and such, and he was like, "Oh, that's the spot right there." And he was like, "I do this for, for, for what's the name?" And she was like, "It's a lot of restructuring going on there." He was like, "Uh, yeah, but I still got my job." Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know if they. I I didn't feel like they were mocking him. Now I could be wrong, or you could be. He wrong. He didn't fit in with them. Yeah, but he was a sore thumb, like because he actually had character and was uh, fun. Okay, we they just seemed so pretentious. I'm let, let me speak my French. Voulez-vous laissez-vous? You don't fuck with his language? Oh, nigga. If you knew what kind he of... Was talking about, he was talking about Lawrence to his face in French. I don't know, man. Move okay. on to, to, to Molly's. I, I, you, just, you just don't want to see the truth, and that's the problem. I, I, I don't know, Dr. Umar. I don't but know. see, that's um, the thing, though. See, that's the thing, though, with you, Rain. Because the man was a dark-skinned man speaking mm-hmm. French... You gonna let that slide, but if it was a brother that looked like Chad that was speaking mm-hmm. French, you would run like, oh, he just passing, he just white passing. That's all he is. <laughs> He's white passing, and I can't have that. No, your colorism, okay. I see your colorism, man. It's fine. Donations, donations. Your colorism Gifts. sucks. Gifts. Um. Sure. I'll. Yeah. Sure. I'll. That's the hill I'll die on. Uh. So we go to this dark-skinned, beautiful black family, black and very the Jews. You know, Molly with her wonderful first people, first nation people. Let me put my whole tip hat on. The most beautiful family in the world. Nah, nigga. So we go to Molly's house, which I don't like this jacket she's wearing, but you don't like none of the fashion on here, bro. It's no. I mean, it looks. It. She looks fine. So, <laughs> this is very much a black house. There's like 12 crosses on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Supper. Um, so, yeah. So, Molly's like, you know, shit, whatever. They talking about boyfriends. This shit was hilarious. Yay. Molly's mom was like, um, you know, who you you hanging out with? She's like, oh, you know, I know somebody. She was like, well, I hope you ain't. I hope he got money. And I hope you ain't buying him lunch like you did that boy what? back in the day. She yeah. was like. No, mom, that wasn't my boyfriend. That was my bully. She was like, "Whatever you into." <laughs> like, what the fuck? This nigga was taking her money. And you think that's her boy? I don't know. That was funny. that was. I liked it too. That was hilarious. Damn. Okay. Um. So yeah, Molly pulls up a picture straight off of Hype Beast, and it is of <laughs> Andrew. Bro, <laughs> tell me where that picture come from. Hype beast. <laughs> that shit ain't no way. So he's um, Asian. No, that picture itself. <laughs> that shit looked like this nigga was standing outside for the new. I don't know what Supreme, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All the pictures that y'all got. Didn't that picture have his old hair on there too? His old hair. Yeah, style? It was just pulled back. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, which I, I like that because you know you. I don't know, whatever. It's like she pulled up a... You know how, how people be like, let me see who this person is. We just pull up st- shit from their Facebook. That's what it felt yeah. like. It felt like she yeah. just went into their Facebook, her Facebook and was like, here he is. Yeah. 
I can see that. And the mom was like, oh, okay, this is, you know. Is that this boy Korean? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, stop, which I thought that was a legitimate question. I mean, Black people do that. But Black, I like it. Black families he, do that. Huh? Black families yeah, do no, that shit, real, though. Even, like, no matter what, you, you, your mama gonna be asking some shit now. Um, is that, I, I had a co-worker who dated a, a Hispanic boy. She was like, is he Mexican? <laughs> She's like, like, no, my, he's from uh, Barcelona or some shit. He's Spanish, Spanish or some shit. Uh, I forgot. She's like, he the Mexican. Is he Mexican? Uh, we yeah. always be thinking somebody uh, trying to get him and get a green card. That, bro, that. Um, yeah, so she's like, yeah, we checking out Molly's new guy. The older brother walks in. This nigga <laughs> takes the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny. He said, <laughs> is he crazy and rich? I scream, bro. Like, why would you? And I'm pretty sure people probably didn't. Some people who don't really know pop culture don't understand. Like, there was a movie called Crazy Rich Asians. And yeah. I, that's what made the joke even more funny. And some people this was just. Bro, this is top two. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Smart comedy is I'm the best. I'm disappointed in Molly. Because she, hmm, how do I put this? I, she didn't, I don't want to say she didn't feel comfortable, but she let Issa talk her out of inviting him to see her family. Um, I feel like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I have a retort to that. I don't feel like she was comfortable either way it went because of how everything has been going with them so far. They just, oh, okay. they just got exclusive. Plus the simple fact that how it, I don't think she felt comfortable with bringing him in the first place. That she needed validation, and I don't think that Issa gave her the validation that she needed. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't think she was. I don't. I don't feel like she was ready to bring him, and she just needed somebody to validate validate that shit. And, and yeah, and, I mean, you you could be right. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like you know said y'all decided to do this thing. Why not fucking invite him? But you know, we could have ended up with a. Um, Lawrence and Condola situation, and so uh, Molly's like, man, you know, why? Well, you know, I was trying to, you know, have restraint or something, or, or don't think too much. She's like, man, look at your brothers; they don't overthink shit. And looked at them and two girls. Two girls. <laughs> Funny, thing. <laughs> oh man, this is uh, they make horrible insane. decisions. So they they zoom in on homegirls' heels, like uh, inferring that she's a stripper. I guess. I, I, don't, heels. I, don't, I don't understand. I didn't really understand the uh, the stripper heels. Oh, yeah, she has some strong knees. Hmm. That's Masika. That's Masika Kasala. Uh, that's Fetty Wap baby mama. Really? Not the pregnant one, but the other one. This, yeah, the lighter skin one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day, folks. Um. So we do. We go to Issa and Molly. Issa and Molly. Issa and Amal doing exactly what I would do. Go to a Mexican Man, restaurant. Man, I've done that for Thanksgiving and Christmas by Man, myself. Say, uh, we get a real quick snap of Tiffany. Tiffany, shit, Kelly. Do I know these people? Kelly's aunt's arm wrestling, and uh, yeah. So then they're eating, but it's going to take an hour. So this is where we get. There's an hour wait for Amal and Issa to sit down and eat. Issa texts Molly and is like, "Hey, you know, it might be a little late for the pie." Uh, you know, I'm eating or whatever. Then we cut right back to Molly pulling the pie out of the oven. You know, she texts back. She's like, all right, girl, you know, whatever. Do you. She's like, do you. I yeah, like do that. you, girl. 
Um, this very, I don't like this because I don't like the drama, but I like it because it's a show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Damn. So this is where we cut to where. This is where we cut to where Cole thinks everybody is after Lawrence, and we get drunk, Nikki. <laughs> come on, come on with it. Come on with it. Explain, explain the scene, and then you tell me. Okay, sir. so we get uh, Condola's friends. We get the four people we met earlier. Then we get drunk Nikki introduced with her boyfriend. I forget his name. He got a bald head and a beard. He's a little small guy. And she is laughing at everything. Nikki is annoying laughing. I didn't like her when I first saw her. The more she really? talked, I was like, okay, she's all right. Hmm. Um, hmm. So they're talking about a wedding. The, the uh, two lesbian couple, they are. Then Condola says, you know, well, hey, just have your wedding at a art studio because art, art gallery or whatever. Art, they yeah. art figure yeah. out where to have it. You know, that way you can customize everything, which is a good idea. So they're like, hey, you know, you want to just plan our wedding? So Condola says, fuck uh-uh. that shit. Mm-mm, no, girl. That shit could. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Fuck that bitch. Don't ever, bitch, don't ever fucking ask me. Oh, no, okay. Shit. Okay, Ray. <laughs> no, so can't like, be hood all the time, okay? I mean, no, put me in the back, in the nosebleed section. Right. So she want to plan away. Because, of course, and at this point, she's been married before. Lawrence has this look on his face like, oh, shit. She don't want to get married. Hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I guess trying to play it off. He's like, yeah, I, um, you know, I don't want to get an S-girl again. And then they're like, okay. Yeah, well, and then they're just, the then they look at him. He then like, they're like, oh, here, this little hood rat guy again. Nigga, no, they laugh. Drunk Nicky made it. He's, he, no, they didn't laugh until he was like, you know, because I don't want to get a burnt scalp. And it was like, oh, oh S-curl. Little yes. nigger boy. <laughs> then the French man was like, "Vale, va, vu, vu, vu. and she was, uh, and then she was like, <laughs> "Say it again." I'm drunk. And then the little nerd dude, the little cuck, is sitting over to the side. He's like, "I want what some water." Fuck, Cole. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what? He <laughs> wasn't playing the role of a cuck. Oh my god! I'd like some water, please. I'm funny. Bruh, he's, he's drunk right now. He just shows it different. Right. Cook. He's a cook. <laughs> okay. Um, I want some so water. Nikki and Lawrence end up in the kitchen alone. I ain't like this. <sighs> I ain't like this. Nikki tells Lawrence, you know, you're everything condoled. Well, so when it starts off, it feels like a very... Oh, so you've been talking about him with your friends and shit. She's like, you're everything that she needs, you know. After her divorce, she just needed somebody to fuck and get this shit out of her system right. and, right. you know, let loose and have some fun to get over him and keep it casual. And I was like, that's, that's, up, man. Stepping. huh? Well, she was drunk, of course. And she says, you know, people say, always say, when, when you're drunk, the truth comes out. And, um, Lawrence kind of felt, you can see he kind of felt, felt bad about that. That kind of hit him hard. Yeah. And immediately after, he turns to like wash a cup, and then the sink attacks him. And, they, and everybody comes in, and what they do? They, they laugh, laugh at him. Was funny. They laugh at him. No, no, they've they, been I, doing I, this I, man wrong the whole fucking time of the fucking. They've been sitting over there, and Condola's on the fucking couch, shoes off, comfortable as hell. Oh, my friends are so great. If they, 
I can understand why that mm-hmm. that uh, her friend said the what said the thing she said because they at that party they don't act like a couple. Well, she doesn't act like a couple with him. How how don't they? From what we've seen, well, she Are they on each other. The way she, I don't, I don't, she was more into her friends talking instead of, you know what I'm saying, them, it, it was just kind of hard to, in, to, he was like a sore thumb, it was hard to integrate him into this whole circle, yeah. and I know that was the first time meeting, and it it's not going to be right the first time, but, I mean, the way that the interactions and the way people were, were kind of interacting with each other, I didn't see him as, as I ain't gonna say not accepted into their circle, but he wasn't mm-hmm. well. Received. They just received, I guess, because they didn't even okay. get his jokes. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with that. Um, Uppity black people on first. that last part when he got sprayed with the water. Before that, I was like, "Well, this nigga knew." Like, yeah, they didn't laugh they, with him; they, they laughed at him. Well, that yeah, no, no, that was clear when them girls. <laughs> that's not funny. When they came in and laughed at him. It was like, nigga, you thought you did something, but you know you didn't fuck the sink up even worse. So right. I'm, I'm with that. Um, that comes to a head soon as well. So we go back to the Mexican restaurant, and we got Amal and Issa eating their food. Love this. Uh, reminiscing on old times, being in the house with their parents, and you know how Stanley, they might not like him, but he's good for their mama. You know, the shit they went through with, with their dad was something. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Issa is Caribbean. I think she's Caribbean, the actual actress. Now, on the show, I'm not sure if that has been established. I can't remember. No, that hasn't. hasn't. She's just black. She's a black girl from California. Mm. Okay, so that, whatever, that really doesn't matter. But I know the actual actress is like something. So her and her brother get to talking about, and this is something I thought was, this is why I like this show. Yeah, They talk about how shit was back in the day, and Amal- Former which, Thanksgivings. Other, huh? th- other Thanksgivings. Yeah, other Thanksgivings with their, with their family, mother and father. And he's like, man, at least, you know, the holidays always suck. At least you got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And this might be something that's minor for somebody who isn't as aware or isn't as cognizant of this, but- you can't tell me that Issa don't got somebody in that writer's room or at the very least is very close with a motherfucker who is in this community. Mm-hmm. That line on its own, like a lot of times you get stuff like that, but it'll be like on the white show where it's like, this is the gay episode or this is the holiday episode where mm-hmm. shit just got to go crazy. This felt like a very relatable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really shocked me because it gave more dimension to her parents as well, even though we don't get a lot of them. For them to have this reminiscing and for her to them to agree that the shit was wild, but then for him to kind of one up her, not that it was his intention, but like to one up her with at the least with all the shit going on, you could bring somebody to your to our family dinner. I brought my roommate and we get this passive aggressive ass prayer. But then Amy bring this married nigga and we serving him plates like he a king. Right. And you know it was it was small. It wasn't more than like maybe four or five lines, but yeah, he, I mean he went into when he well what he said was I had to bring so and so who was my roommate, and um, mm-hmm. which in typical black culture, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, big holidays, 
um you know if someone hasn't came out to their family yet then they come you know we always have the stigma of oh this is my roommate lance Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um (laughs) that 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 part hit home for me too uh i had a cousin that came out um in thanksgiving this recent one Oh no, nah, man! No, nah, this is back when I when we actually did family things together. My family ain't got together in so long; it's ridiculous. Um, but I remember it just brought that memory up of my cousin. My cousin, um, he came out and he and <laughs> he came out, and when he came out, it was with a white man, which Ooh. made it worse. <laughs> like he at least could have brought a black dude. Uh, but you know, he came to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with this uh, older white gentleman who clearly had money uh, huh. with these with these poor Negroes, uh, and I distinctly remember him coming in, and they were. I remember two of my aunts uh, jokingly saying, "You know, this must be another roommate," and um, yeah, I, I thought that was actually I thought that was pretty fucked up. Uh, but when he came out, uh, he came when he came out. You know, this is my boyfriend, so and so. We've been together for such and such time, and he told the family, you know, like I'm gay, and mm-hmm. my family um, can be ignorant to 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 just be completely one hundred with you. Can be very ignorant. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of aunts that was just like, I told you so. I knew that shit. I told you, no way. Um, my mom was one of the only people that was just like, well, you going to eat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, nigga, like, we hungry. Um, but it was hard because when we used to get together for Thanksgiving, we used to do, you know, we did the typical black family stuff like play spades, talk shit, mm-hmm. watch football and stuff like that. And when he he came out that day, you know, I had a couple – and I'm just being fully transparent. I had a couple of aunts who who, who kind of kept their kids away from him. Mm. Uh, I had a couple of aunts that was just like, you know, doing the whispering and, and the pointing. And it went from us having a, a typical, normal Thanksgiving dinner to mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out, like, what was wrong with him. Yeah. Um. I, I distinctly remember my, my, my mom talking to me about that. And my mom was just like, well, you know, he family. My mom... My mom at first was kind of just like upset. You know what I'm saying? And I think she was upset because he was just hiding it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was just like, you know, she was like, that's your cousin. Like, you know, the he he, he your cousin. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just want to eat food and everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, I talked to him after that, uh, a couple years after that. And he he talked about how how hard it was for him to have that day. And I was like, well, nigga, why you pick Thanksgiving? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, I don't I think mean, I had any other opportunity other than yeah, that day to be able to do there. for everybody just to know at one time mm-hmm. and get it out the way. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of people, and you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not I'm not gay or anything like that, but I can only, just talking to my cousin and him telling me about coming out like that, like, it it just sounded like it was it sucked man and it just you know he didn't have a, a his thanksgiving wasn't the best that day let me just say that yeah. and 
um, you know, I, I just I thought I don't know when he when when uh Amal brought that up, man, it just yeah. made me think about that day. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off on no, that. No, I mean that's I think that's the point of it. Like I said, a lot of this probably go went over a lot of people's heads, but I think if you're watching this show, more than likely you are a person who is more open or um aware of these things. And I don't know. It just I feel like this show would breed a particular type of audience that would be aware. And like Amal said, like I'm done changing myself to fit people. I'm just going to be me. And this made sense with the character. We didn't. We did, we haven't gotten as much of him as we gotten of the main cast. Mm. Um, but I think this would be like the ideal time that if you're going to give him a spinoff or give him more room to grow on the show. This is it. Or even if they don't, this was still a good moment. But I think this is... And I'm going to just leave it alone. Because it's, it's bringing up a lot of past Thanksgivings, for lack of a better yeah. you know, yeah. term or time. But yeah, I think they did a really good job with Amal's character. And they did it in a way that didn't bring the show down. And they did it in a way that's very signature to gay people, period. You ha- you're finding the comedy in so many situations because again it you gotta laugh to keep from crying and mm. to I mean you're discussing the past and it's painful. It's probably not as painful as when it happened, but you know, I'm here with my sister, it's Thanksgiving. We ain't <laughs> with no adult twins. So he let's said, niggas gonna have to deal with this shit. <laughs> I mean I thought that was funny. That's it. He right, you know, and I don't know. I have a little bit more insight, and so I'm like, damn, how this character is dealing with this shit? But romance in any community can be a fucked up thing. Um, but Issa, yeah, so. Issa, Issa did explain that she does feel a, a little bit. The whole thing with with her and Lawrence right now is is she feels like she had the guy with potential and. Mm-hmm. Um, condola actually has the finished or or going into yeah. the finished product and she doesn't like that and i i yeah. thought i thought that was a very real thing i think we deal with that as far as especially in black relationships i think a lot of times and um a lot of times black women are willing to date a nigga who got potential they yeah. are very they're much more willing to date a nigga who got potential and then it's a lot of niggas out here who take advantage of that and then end up being a finished product for somebody else who don't appreciate them as much. Yep, yep. Um, another example, and this is very kind of off topic, um, the show Happy Endings. I used to watch that. It, came out, it was like maybe two seasons. They literally did an episode where this girl, one of the main cast, had this nigga, this white guy, and she dated. It's the comedy, so they dated. She was like changing his room around and give him a new toothbrush and got him new clothes and like his his apartment changed within a matter of like 15 minutes because the show was only like 23 minutes mm-hmm. he left her for his ex or for a new girl and that new girl looked like the main cast girl just slight different like she was slightly slimmer hair was just a little bit shorter mm-hmm. it was like she was like well i didn't build this man up for this girl and they played it for comedy but i'm like yeah this is this happens a lot. You no. know you know what the perfect example of that is? You what? ever played two can play that game? Oh. Bobby Brown's character? Mm. That's probably the perfect mm. that's the perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, nigga with potential. And then when you get finished with him, he finished part of it, he go to another bitch. 
Yeah, but that's that's what happened. Then we get the mariachi band playing for them. And cheers, sibling, and move on to the next scene. Um, that was good. That's probably probably my favorite scene. I'll say that right now. Mm-hmm. Them two and their connect because it, it didn't feel like we're trading sob stories or who can out sad the next person. It was like, you know, this is it felt like they were actually related. Well, but I, see, I, typically with 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 Issa and Amal, they usually are trading jabs or trying to like, mm-hmm. oh nigga, you ain't shit. Like, oh, you gonna do this to me? Like, ah, oh, I can't believe you did that, and you ain't shit or none. And this was we finally get to see a a, a side where they're acting like brother and sister and and mm-hmm. not not own each other all the time. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I I loved it. I want more of that. Um. So we go to tell me about Molly's family. When you look at them, I know they were cast. Them niggas look they was related for real. Now the little brother and the big brother and the mom to me, Molly is the one who stands out as she. They look like black. We're black. We know what black families look like. But Molly is the one who stands out to me as if if it's a milkman's baby, it might be her because everybody else look. Because they look so much alike, maybe it's in their forehead. Like I think, I think, I think the older brother and Molly, like, to me, look more similar. Like you look at their jawline and and all that, they look like they were to me. I was like, they, oh, they look relate when they're talking on it. I think they was talking in the kitchen or something like that. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, them niggas look like they they look like they were to me. They look like they was related, yeah. but maybe now that's they, just because I'm light skinned and I can't see how dark skinned people can look good together. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that on your own fruition. I hate you. Um, but no, but no, they do. They look like a family as a whole because, again, we're black. We know what my mom was lighter than you, and my dad is lighter than me, but still dark skinned. Like, so we understand the dynamics of black relationships, but because this is a TV show and people have been cast to be family, I really think those brothers look a lot and then, alike. If you want to talk about what's mismatch, how Wendy Raquel Robinson had them two kids. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm if you could see me and my mother next to each other, I am very dark compared to her and the rest of my family. My family looks like my mother was dark as me, but her kids were all really light skinned except for that last one. So, so like, you might be the milkman, your mailman's baby. Then I mean, might be. I might be the grandson of the nigga down the road. Who knows? <laughs> but we. But then my cousins, my first cousins, are like your complexion and lighter. And then their kids are darker. So, you know, it, we know we know what black families look like. But I could see that. Wendy having them two kids. Because have we seen their dad? His genes might be John Henry, Solomon Grundy. Uh, Get out of here. Whatever. African king. <laughs> rich molasses ass genes. Hell. I can't stay. Um, so these niggas split up. They about to play. What is taboo. This, like, they going to play Taboo. That's love, my shit. Yeah, taboo to I'm shit. I'm telling you right now, anybody listening, you cannot fucking beat me in taboo, period. Well, you got to have a good team, though. Nah, right? nah, I'm, like, I'm fucking ain't really, good at the It fuck. ain't really just like you by nah, your, just a I'm team. I'm a beast in that shit. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying your team, if your team sucks. No, nah, so. fuck that. Fuck that. I carry this goddamn team. Okay. Without me. All right. Okay. Yeah. Dark skin unite. Uh, so oh. we all so they start picking teams, and then the older brother says, "All right, well you you gonna be on dad's team?" And she's like, "Well, it's an odd number of people, so I just take score." And then the youngest boy, <laughs> he's like, "I thought I was gonna take score." Mm-hmm. And then they have, and then her her brother says, 
let's go in the kitchen and talk. And they have a conversation, and he's like, are you still mad with dad? You you still haven't got over this stuff with dad. And this was a fucking awesome um, conversation. Mm-hmm. She goes back and forth, and she was like, yeah, but he cheated on mom, and how could he do it? And he was like, but yeah, he did that, but he stayed, and he made it right. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to really do that. Um he's a regular dude. Like he's a dad, but he's a regular dude. That's the second time I've heard that today. And you know what's funny that we what we don't do? Mm-hmm. We don't look at our parents as regular people. Mm-hmm. Like we don't look at them as like regular men and women who fuck up sometimes or do mm-hmm. they were just young and did dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we don't ever really we always look at our parents in this high regard. Um, and we never take time out to be like, yo, he was just a nigga just was he just did a dumbass nigga move. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was like we can never put our parents in the <laughs> shoes of regular people. Yeah. Yeah, or if you do, you have the it, it's always some weird not weird, it's always some situation where they were just shitty to you, so you like fucked them or you were you were old enough where your youngest because I think that's what this situation is. Where your younger siblings saw them in a way that the older sibling got a bit a peek behind the curtain because mm-hmm. he was like, which made sense. She's like, well, if mom can forgive him, but I can't, you know, like she don't know something. He was like, what do you mean? This happened to her? Like this is her, her fucking shit. Yeah. Like so it's just like, oh well, you know, I get that, but it, my perspective is different because it's none of your business. You're still a child. Like you a grown ass woman, yes, but. In this situation, you need to stay in a child's place if you're going to act like a child. Like, if you had real concerns, you wanted to sit down with your parents and be like, can we talk about this? And they said, bitch, that ain't none of your business. We, you was the kid, and it happened. Or if they said, okay, let's talk about it. But this whole animosity towards your dad? But let's look at it from a standpoint of Molly's situation where, and I and I go back to the Dro thing, you know, we don't know, again, and mm-hmm. I, and my personal feelings is Dro didn't have the okay to do this with with mm-hmm. Molly, but we we can go back to the whole thing, the situation with Dro. We're like Dro was actually doing his wife the same way, and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She wasn't, and Molly wasn't good enough to to be the girlfriend, but to be the lover or the mistress. And I think Molly was like, you know, Dad's situation, and my mom okaying that is me okaying Dro's shit. You get what I'm saying? Or if we look at Molly's relationships with men in general through the mm-hmm. whole show, I think she looks at looks at that, finding that out and looking at that as a source of why she gets treated the way or why she acts the way she does when she's with men or how her relationships are. That's, that, just, uh, that's just the opinion I have. Yeah, no, no. I get that, but it can't be. if Okay, so if my dad used to beat my mama, this is hyperbole, y'all, or... Uh, Whatever, this ain't real. But if when I was a kid, mom used my dad used to beat my mom, and I don't find out until I'm in my thirties, I can still have that hurt and that pain and weakness. And it's not; it's kind of apples to oranges. But what I'm saying is that situation happened when I was a kid, and I knew nothing about it. So how is that shaping? Like if, if they hid this from me, and then I go on dating, and I just fuck around and get with somebody who whoop my ass or I beat their ass. I can't blame that on my parents. I mean, some of it, something something can, I'm sure, be, that's not a good example, because if he cheated once and then they dealt with 
and then moved on. That's very different from like domestic violence, and I don't mean to make light of that. So let's push that to the side. Just say the cheating thing. If my dad cheated on my mom when I was a kid, I knew nothing about it. I became 30, and then uh, it came out. I'm mad at him. Yeah, I have to get over it. Regardless of how I feel, I have to get over it. Either that or decide to remove myself from the situation altogether. There is no more um, going over there and kicking and whatever because now I'm, my convictions are saying I can't fuck with this. You need to pick a side, but I can't then go back and be like, man, when I was 16, this motherfucker cheated on me. And when I was 18, I was with this motherfucker and I, they was cheating on their spouse. And when I was 20, how is that your parents' fault when you knew nothing about this infidelity until you were an adult? Got a point. Point taken. So, nah. And, and I don't mean to make light of her feelings because, again, I'm not a girl. I don't have a daddy daughter relationship. Um, and, and everybody's different, girl, boy, non-binary, or whatever. So I get that her feelings are her own, and they're valid because she has them. But at some point, you got to make a decision, which she does mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. But uh, carrying all that hate and anger, like, sis, what are you? You can't be more mad than the motherfucker it happened to. Right. So, yeah. She's like, man, dad, dads are niggas, too. They just all grown up. Get the fuck over it. He a regular ass dude. Now he owned it, which and that's another thing. He owned it, like you said. He owned up to it and he stayed and he made it right. He didn't leave us. You grew up with a loving dad. Your memories do not change just because. Well, this new information doesn't change what happened in those memories because you love them for a reason. So, mm-hmm. oh man, this is this is heavy. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna let you take this because you you're so sure. Everybody was talking shit about Lawrence. So I think it's only right. Oh, uh, so after this, we get to um, we get to a conversation that uh, Condola and Lawrence are having about the party. You know, he was like, "Oh, thanks for inviting me." She was like, "I really didn't invite you, but you know, you ingratiated <laughs> yourself in here, and it's all good." And then um, they go into a conversation about what they are, and he was like, "Well, you know, coming from what's her name? April? What's her name?" Nikki, Nikki, coming from he's coming from Nikki. I'm just a fuck buddy, and she was like, "Is that what you think you are?" And then they go into a conversation about what they are, mm-hmm. and then they have a, they go deeper into talking about her not wanting to be married. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, are you over your ex?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well." If anybody should be worried about their ex, it should be me. Mm-hmm. Are you over your ex? And um, we get this conversation, this great. She says, you know, like, well, she cheated. Uh, Lawrence was like, well, she cheated. And I left. And she was like, but would you still be with her if she didn't cheat? And we get this awkward ass silence. And then we get this beautifully shot scene of them in this kitchen. Yes with this long shot and then you see both of them sitting staring at each other um i think it was more to the conversation but that's all i can i'm going off of memory i don't have no no no. that's that's pretty much it now i'm gonna say this i i answered that question too huh i answered that question by the way what uh, him and he said they would be together yes there's no doubt in my mind they would be together if she never cheated we have a we have a we have a rom-com of them being together Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but the one thing I was upset with him at was getting kind of bent out of shape behind the marriage thing. 
that's what kind of threw me because I'm with him. I, I, I agree with him because I feel like, like you said, how else would drunk Nikki have been able to say these things if y'all hadn't talked about this? Now, she could have pulled that out her ass because, again, she knows Condola. They're friends. But the very fact that it came out of her mouth, yes, yeah, she's drunk. We can blame it on that. But that's still your friend. So instead of you easing my mind, like, oh, no, that bitch crazy. She do this shit all the time. You didn't do that. So boo to Condola for that. But for Lauren, somebody, well, you don't want to get married. I'm like, but nigga, y'all ain't had that conversation. Like, you, I, I get it. And if you want to be married and she's a potential, yeah. And you would be nice to know if she wants to be married or not. But to kind of jump on her, like, how you ain't tell me you ain't want to be married? Like, nigga, but what? When, when is that? Cause they hadn't been dating that long, so I'm like, well, I'm when does that when does that, that com- when does that conversation come up? Like, like when do you talk? About, like, is it a year? Is it six months? Is it? It's with, the first it's month. Whatever, like, when does that should, conversation happen? In his in in his mind, or not his mind. In this situation, that part of the conversation should have been left out, or we should have only focused on that, and he should have came at her much differently. Because I think at the end, he's in the right. And Condola is kind of fucked up. But for that specific part of the conversation, how the fuck you... First of all, you should have had that conversation with her earlier than this because she told you she was divorced. Then I think the more natural thing would have been like, well, I know you've been married before and divorced. Do you think that that's something that you would want to do again? Like, you you should have broached that conversation if it was that important to you. Yeah, but not when you're dating... I don't look at... uh, If we date... If we were dating for like a month, month and a half tops... Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about marriage yet. Well, then why are you upset at her for then? I mean, that's me. Now, you know, Lawrence, yeah. I don't know what Lawrence like. Lawrence, I don't know what Lawrence want to do for real. Like nobody well, communicate that shit to her month or not. It's something that got you upset. But typically, what? Uh, typically, when people say I was divorced, they usually follow up with "I'll never do that again," or you know, maybe another time in my life I'll get married, but. Typically, people follow up divorce with some type of statement saying whether they would or would not marry again. I don't know. I don't know. Because if that's the case, he could have easily just said that to her then. Because I I guess if I met a motherfucker who had been divorced and recently divorced, now I'm not necessarily questioning what we're doing, but I'm thinking, like, my head going to, am I a rebound? Like, what is the nature of our relationship? This is what I'm going through in my head. Okay, I met this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He said, you just got divorced six months ago or a year it's still fresh so if we just talking and spending time by second third fourth date i might be like okay hey you know i'm not asking you to marry me but what are your thoughts on marriage because but i'm in a in a very unique situation because i can choose to have a kid in a way that some motherfuckers just accidentally have them right okay hey you know so that being said i guess i'm coming at it a bit differently but i feel like if it's something you want to know if you're getting that upset behind it then it's something that you should be able to... She can't read your mind. And you right. can't read hers. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. You got a point. I mean, so, it's just one of them things where I feel like, to me, and my personal opinion is, it's too early to be... Well, maybe yeah. it's not too early to be talking about marriage. Who knows? People get married within like six weeks. Now, we got 90 Day Fiance now, so... <laughs> who knows? Shit. What the fuck are I talking about? I'm stupid. Nigga, what timeline are we even in? Because shit, I mean, you just met this motherfucker after Beachella, which was like three months ago. But, you know, um, so yeah, but on that particular point, I'm on Condola's side. But on the, the conversation as a whole, 
I'm looking at her like, man, I'm looking at her the way I was looking at him when he called Issa to have that conversation. Because now you giving me passive aggressive shit that has clearly been on your mind. And now that's why it's awkward. That's why I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Go ahead. we always look at what just on the whole time that this has been going on. We've just been staring at 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 Issa at Issa, Issa about this. Mm-hmm. But it's it really everybody's feeling weird and awkward with this whole That's situation, so and it it got exposed to this episode. Yeah. Ugh. So I don't know. I just felt like her bringing it up was a some type of deflection. It was a jab at him that wasn't necessary because if we're looking at the events as they unfolded, regardless to how you feel about Lawrence, I think that it is within his right to say, "Hey, your friend." who you have at your house, who you know intimately enough, told me I was just a fuck buddy. You ain't try to ease my mind and be like, no, that's not it. You know, she drunk. She do shit like this all the time. Then when I follow up with like, are you in love with your ex or whatever? Because I'm still in this space where I feel like I'm an easy. You even started this conversation like, well, you invited yourself. So I'm looking at Condola like not that you got to hold this man's hand, but if y'all are in some type of relationship, or even if y'all ain't cool like that, you need to be able to say, well, you know, we ain't really at that point yet. But but if that's the case, why the awkwardness with Easter then? If you and him just doing whatever and you don't see no future with him. So I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I come down on Team Lawrence in this instance because I feel like Condola could have handled this a lot better. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's That's just it. <laughs> Well, I thought that the way they left the scene of them being in the kitchen staring at each other was a good thing, too. I thought that was cool. Yeah, very, very good. Very good. And, I mean, and I guess I don't even, I don't even want to say I come down against Condola. Because, I, I mean, it's just a messy situation all around. So, I'm not even going to take sides. I I just, it, though I think that that was childish. You and used to have jokes and you have the same friends. It's like every, every, like I got friends now who I ain't talked to in years, and if we get together, we can say, I got a nigga from high school. Me and this motherfucker, this ain't gonna be funny at all, but if you say Myers Grapes to this nigga, Myers is the uh, grocery store back in the Midwest, if you say Myers Grapes to this nigga, we both busting out laughing for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Some shit happened in the ninth grade. So to be like, oh, y'all have little jokes, and you know, y'all got the same friends. Well, bitch, I'm trying to be friends with your friends, but, but clearly... I think again we miss out on the point, and I think that's something that 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 that's not accentuated or that they don't talk about is five years. They were together five mm-hmm. years. You can't turn that shit off automatically. Like it don't even if you broke up with somebody, it's certain things that five years worth of being in a relationship with somebody else just happens. It's just like yeah. it's it's just like it's like riding a bike. You know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. I think I think. Of course they have jokes with each other. Of course they do those types of things. They were together for five years. What else do you want? And for a long time, they were were struggling together. You don't get to know a motherfucker. You don't get to know a motherfucker that well unless y'all struggle together. And they struggled Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, this is true. Shit, even on top of that, like... Like she said, if Issa hadn't cheated, would y'all still be together? You should already know the answer to that. And why even bring it up? And if it's this big of a deal, you need to be able to tell him, I don't think I can do this. 
or you need to remove yourself from Issa's life or something. But I do like this dirty ass love triangle that we're in because this shit is complicated. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, so Let me, I'm, I'm gonna say one more thing real quick. Um, mm-hmm. And I know people are gonna probably look at me crazy when I say this, but I I like the fact that Condola looks like a regular woman and not some supermodel type. Mm-hmm. I Condola looks like the type of woman I would see out, and I, and just like oh wow she's I mean she's attractive, but she looks regular, like approachable, mm-hmm. like she looks like a regular woman. Like I like how they casted her as being like. Um, a, just a regular woman with yeah. shit going on. Well, if you and I'll say this, if you, which you know, but if you look at a lot of the black web series from the early two thousands, um, like twenty tens or whatnot, that's what they did. You know, you and I think another thing is in Hollywood, we get a lot of times when you see a white person on screen, they really kind of look alike. Mm-hmm. There's countless um post floating around there was one i just uh voted on or commented on a couple days ago where it was five white men and i could pick out two of them that i knew for damn sure but they all fucking looked alike they all had the same um not level what is it the same degree of whiteness like it was like a one palette straight across the board they all had the same dark hair and hairstyle mm-hmm. same they was dressed in suits so you know there's that but there was no variety, really. And when you only see that, or you see two or three different types of looking white folks, and then you get somebody, because I have a good feeling that if there was an insecure type show made by a fully Chinese cast, Chinese American or whatever, you would be able to see the difference in those Chinese actors and who they cast, because she's short, she got a body, she not pencil thin. Like, look at Condola next to Molly. Mm-hmm. They're both real black girls, but Molly has a very different, distinct look. Next to Tiffany, next to Kelly, you know, next to Wendy Raquel Robinson, you know, so... Boy, bye. Yeah. Boy, bye. <laughs> boy, bye. <laughs> Take a shot, y'all. Boy, bye. No, uh, I, and Kelly, let me just say this, too. Kelly lost a whole lot of weight, too, and yeah, changed her yeah. character. So. Yeah, she, she did. I like Kelly, man. Um, and then even look at the guys, like, look at Amal, this small, kind of, mm, uh, kind of, I say petite, that's, I mean, ain't petite. well, smaller guy, next to, like, Dro, who's, like, seven feet tall, next to Daniel, who's probably, I don't know, maybe 5'9", but, like, a more stocky build, versus Lawrence, like, this show is good about, like you said, with his casting, mm-hmm. from complexion to body type, to aesthetic, this is, this, this top-tier casting, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that Larry Whitmore has something to do with, uh, I fucks with. Yeah, this motherfucker. He need to have a cameo on this damn show. He probably their daddy. We just I was about to say, I thought he did. I thought he was on one of the episodes last season, but I could be wrong. I think he mm-hmm. kind of popped up, but it wasn't It like was in him. the last three. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I got to rewatch season two also. <sighs> so... Um, Amal says something to Easton when she drops him off, like, you know, we ain't got to do nothing we don't want to do or something, because pretty much their mom thought that they spent Thanksgiving with the twins. Weird. Mm-hmm. And so Issa takes that internalizing and then she takes Molly like, hey, girl, can we do this talking shit some other time? Because she just ain't, she doesn't feel up for it. That's emotionally draining after the day you just had. And Molly's like, girl, do you, you know, whatever. And, um... She's sitting next to her dad. She gives him a piece of pie. 
She's obviously disappointed. She's happy to be in the family again, but she's like disappointed with with Issa because you know he's supposed to be my friend. And then no, no, don't do that. Don't don't well, do that, man. I think that's what her point of view is. You're supposed to be my friend. We made this. We made this date to discuss this. And you, you don't re- you don't her. reply with a text talking about some do you? I took do you is like I don't care. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Do you was the last one. This one she said, uh, "Yep, that's fine." But even that was very, you know, whatever, girl. That's what it, that's what it read to me. They're rigid to each other. Um, that's unfortunate. And then we we get to um the funniest and worst part of this damn episode. Lawrence watching, looking for Latoya, and they're having a press conference. And the <laughs> so we found the, a Toyota. We were looking for this Toyota. And I just I don't the girl was like, no, we looking for Latoya. No further questions. No further questions. Picture of the Toyota, which is a black Toyota, which is what are you doing? (laughs) Okay, go. That shit ain't funny. That's horrible. I love it. That is horrible. It just shows how incompetent the police are, basically. (sighs) Yeah, I love it. Lawrence, Lawrence is looking through these snaps, mm -hmm, and then we bad bitch outfit. We. Fuck you. Uh, then Chad has a, he watches Chad snaps and then uh, he's talking about some happy turkey day, y'all. And he says something about Lauren and then Lauren knocks the phone down. He's like, hey, girl. Um, we see Tiffany's snap. We see Kelly's. And we see the, the wretched girl who lived next to Issa. We see her too. Yeah, we see her. Uh-huh. And then she shows up to Kelly's house. Oh, that's what that was? I, th- I think, was it? I don't know. I don't know. Sure, probably because um, why would he be following her on Snapchat? Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, and then we get to Isis, and it shows the mariachi band, the band at the Mexican restaurant, and it shows her in the picture, and he he uh, sends this laughing emoji, and um, she's sending a message back, and then it, it cuts off and fades to black. And it cuts off Perfect. with the uh, with the best song you could have ever seven. Oh, ooh, Lord. I went was crazy. Yes. I was like, what you gonna do when you say no yeah. and you case and of I the was... motherfucking ass. <laughs> Bruh, they did it this season. This was damn good. They fucking did that. Who Raphael I think Raphael Sadiq is still the guy who does the music for the show. Well, perfect. Perfect. And, and I'm sitting and I was like, who would have first of all, kids. Google 702 and listen to their music. I was just talking about them the other day. I love girl groups from the, from that era. Wait a fucking minute. Who do you think that song is by? 702? That is Maya. Nigga, that is Maya. Wait, hold What you gonna do when you can't say no when you're feeling oh, stuck? Oh, damn. Boy, I, I thought really that was 702. Sorry. Maya. How you gonna act? How you gonna handle damn, that? that? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? When she wants you back, oh. nigga, that is Maya. Sorry, Maya all day. I thought that was something else. I mean, I get it because it's '90s and the song. Yeah, but that sounded like a song that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, folks. I thought it was 702. I was... But still, still look up 702. Still do that. No, but no. I that thought they had a song thing. like that. They probably have something that sounds similar, but that was Case of the X because it's after midnight and she's on your phone saying "come over" because she's all alone. I could tell it was your ex by your tone. Why is she calling yeah, now? Yeah, it was Maya. Home? I'm sorry, folks. I got excited and thought Bruh, it was 702. What is it that she wants? What is it that, is she, it that wants? she wants? Yeah, this. Yeah. Did she hear about that brand new Benz that you just bought for me? 
Because y'all didn't have no... Well, y'all didn't have kids. Didn't share no mutual friends. And you told me that she turned tricks when y'all broke up in 90s. She turned tricks? So... (laughs) That's all came out in 2000. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, so what you gonna do when you can't say no? Yeah. So that, bruh, that shit, that hit... That was a a fire-ass fucking... Yeah, 702 was out like 90, late 90s. Yeah, but still, still look up seven hundred two. But also Maya, like, come on, give, let's give her her roses, goddamn it. Um, so yeah, so that happened, Maya, and here we go. Um, shit. So who you feeling for your MVP, your favorite, the one who stood out was the best for you this episode? Mm, I will most definitely go. I gotta go with Lawrence. Oh, oh, you got to. I have to. Um, reason being is because I like the whole conversation in the kitchen that they that he had with Condola, and I I I I, I want to know what what came of that. I guess that kind of I guess the whole uh, sending in the DMs being in the DMs um, kind of tells us where he, where that went. Maybe. No, I don't, I don't think so because it could have went. They could have decided to still be together, but you're you're hurt. She's familiar. You still have feelings for her. And I think Condola's conversation could have possibly stirred up some shit that was already kind of there on the surface. So they could still be dating or they could be... I mean, don't, but we don't know. after playing that Maya song, after, after that thing, too, it has a lot of context to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Case of just, motherfucking eggs, boy. You just ain't going to so, play that song. Yeah. Uh, um, which is gonna fuck up shit with with uh, Issa and Condola, but ah, um, I gotta go with emotion, and I'm I'm stuck with Amal for this episode. This, mm. but, but I'm kind of oh, I kind of like Issa Issa Molly's brother because he said all the shit that I would have wanted to say to Molly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to put a tie between Amal and Molly's older brother because, yeah. I'm I'm picking both of them for my fave. Okay. Um, what's your your scene? Uh, actually, the the conversation with the Thanksgiving uh, uh with Thanksgiving with between Issa and her brother. Okay, Mom, so the Mexican Thanksgiving. Yeah, that that scene, it just made me think about my fucked up Thanksgivings and stuff like that too. Or yeah, I, I gotta go with that as well. Yeah, that was a good scene. That was a real good scene. So, who's your villain? Who's your bad guy? Who's your least favorite for this episode? Uh, Condola's friends. Because they was talking <laughs> bad about this nigga and making fun of Lawrence. And you had the French-speaking dark-skinned man who was talking shit about him. Who uh, let fall fool? That's how I'll say it again. And it was like... What? <laughs> but Nikki but, was making fun of him. She was like, ah, I put a beret on that. Like, shit. <laughs> Okay, you agree cool. you agree with it because he was a dark skinned man and you were okay with it because this of him being a dark skinned man. That nigga was talking... black as Wesley Snipes. Get the fuck no, out of I'm here. Saying, he wasn't talking about Lawrence, but I mean if that's if that's how you, you remember you are, you're you're okay, you're okay with it because he's a dark skinned man. And it's okay. I mean, See, quarantine should have taught you quarantine should have taught you, Rain, to go ahead and accept and, 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 and accept and accept <laughs> Your colorism, except who you are. You I don't are know, a, fam. I you feel like a, that's on you. You a that's colorism you. type nigga, and that's okay. Type nigga, okay, uh, young hotep. Okay, I'm just saying I, you you accept the shit because he's dark skinned This nigga, okay, listen. You're okay with it. You're like, you, well, okay, you know, he's a dark skinned man, and it's fine. Tell me 
how do you feel about Condola's friends? Was they talking shit about Lawrence? Uh, make sure to tag in Cole, Cole Jackson one two, and my Twitter handle is Carefree Blur because I need we need to settle this. If you made it this far in the episode, let us know was Condola's friends talking shit about Lawrence, especially the Frenchman. I want to know. I want to know. I might even make a poll on uh, Twitter. We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> my least favorite would have been her um, her friends as well. I think we got a space for everybody on the show. And they're cool, but I think if we had a saw them before and then this was our second time seeing them, maybe they would have been more interesting. But I think with you, they were like cardboard cutouts. Mm. They, 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 they had they, no personality they, to me. Yeah, they were they were an extension of Condola. They were accessories to build up her character. And, and he made an S curl joke, and that was a, that was brilliant to me. Mm, yep, that was I hate something. You. I hate you. That was something. I, I, <laughs> I am unapologetically unapologetically a Lawrence Team oh. Lawrence fan, no oh. matter what. But that'll work. That'll work. Well, cool for you. Okay, my last final question: Who killed Latoya? Her mama? Her mama did. Watch. Two things is going to come from this. Her mama killed her or she wasn't lost to begin with. She went dead. She just, they're going to find her somewhere crazy. They were like, I've always been here. You know what? I honestly think, this is my crazy prediction, I think she's going to end up at that block party. Probably so, which would be awesome. or at the least, she might end up, she might show up on the last episode of this season. Some kind of way, Latoya ain't, she not dead. She might have been, <laughs> been on the phone with, with uh, Issa. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't fuck with Riley like that no more. <laughs> if Latoya is who Issa was, to, bro, they better <laughs> fuck not. <laughs> No. Well, if that is, that would be a plot twist, then yeah. Yeah. Listeners, y'all let us know. What what where's Latoya? Is she even dead? Um Okay, well shit. Let these people know where to find you, support you, listen to you and Uh I have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday. It's called the Government Podcast with me and my, my homeboy uh Shogun talk about pop culture stuff. Uh, you know, we 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 are the funny side of what happens in reality. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Cole Jackson one two on Twitter and at Cole Jackson underscore B one K on Instagram. Uh, I post a lot of pictures of myself, so give me a like. Not well, I, I don't post a lot, but I, I post. I do random pictures to make sure people know that I'm alive. What and handsome, bro? What kind of awkward you you are in the baby boy insecure universe? Because what the fuck was that? I'll post a lot of pictures so people know I'm alive. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, shit. Um, his <laughs> Cole's links will be in the show notes, of course. And you know me, the Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. If you've made it here, make sure to check out the show before this one, after this one, other series on the feed. Make sure to check out Black Lightning if you want to hear more from Cole. Make sure to check out Government Name if you want to hear more from Cole. Make sure to check out Boy Bye on this Carefree Black Nerd movie night. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was a three hour episode it was <laughs> of a movie that is, is, um, that is so bad that it's good. Yes. Boy yes, Bye. Chicken Circuit type movie that's in this universe, too. That's, that's love after she got, uh, <laughs> after her, she retired. 
<laughs> bro, yes. <laughs> Love to oh retire. She done retired from that. And now she's got a family. She got Stanley now. Yeah. What fuck Stanley? Gravy slipping ass nigga. So, with that being said, guys, um, it's been real. And this has been your third episode of season four of Oh So Insecure. Make sure to use that hashtag. Answer the questions. Ask us some questions. Live tweet with that hashtag. Live tweet the uh, listening of this episode. If you made it this far, tweet me. Um, hashtag. Uh, Molly's jacket. So I know that you made it this far. And, and, and if you want me back, at at uh, go just get at Rain and tell Rain to get at Carefree Black Nerd and tell him to put me back on this uh, on the Insecure show. Yeah, yeah, y'all also do that. Insecure. Do that. Vote for your for your faves and uh and 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 uh, give me them give me that uh feedback. I don't know. Yeah. So and this motherfucker be back and talk some more shit and um. I don't know until next time. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck out of your grown folks' business. I don't give a fuck if you 40. If your parents talk about some shit that happened back in the day, leave the shit alone or get over it. The fuck? Good. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Cole, but um, I just don't hate, you know, Beyonce fans like you do. Yeah, you. Yeah, the Beyonce okay. fans, they suck. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and act like they don't. Beyonce symbol. You're selling me out. It's all good. Oh, shit. Um, all right, man. What's up, y'all? You already know what it is. This is O.S. Oso. Oso So Deaf with Jermaine Dupree. This is Oso Insecure. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review over HBO Issa Rae, uh, fourth season, third episode of Insecure.